You got numbers. Hey, folks, welcome to Cleveland Moto episode number 412. Line them up, boys. <laughs> and I've just got a giant fucking cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that kind of a day today, folks. You when the cocktail to, starts at 16 ounces. You get to drink from the fire hose. You get to drink from the <laughs> so very I, tall drink. I'm, I I know, like you know, you probably have you an agenda, but I I don't know who all knows. But apparently, you had something really interesting happen when I just got here. Today. A lot of things that were interesting happened, but I had a particular fella. Yeah. Um, we I mean to put it in perspective for folks, we got 15 bikes arrived today that needed to be uncrated. Needed to be showroom prepped and brought through the front doors, right? No, no fun. No fun. And we were already extraordinarily overstocked. Mm -hmm. So Tom's seen me for the past three weeks or so stretching the showroom. Oh, yes. And we've done everything short of hanging bikes from the goddamn ceiling, that's, right? That's in a couple days. That is. We were talking about that. And Tom, Tom, I do want to give, and this is an important thing, because what Tom has done since he's been here is he has turned a 6,000 square foot foot service department into at least a 9,000 square foot service department Excellent. because I don't know where they're going, <laughs> but he keeps saying, I've got room for more bikes in the back. <laughs> and I'm like, well, the weather's not great. It's not like we've had 10 people pick up a bike every day, yeah. mm -hmm. but, but it is truly, I think through the, he's taken lifts in the back that had turned into work benches yeah. and he's turned them into lifts again. Mm-hmm. So a lift that was being used as a parts storage system now has a bike on it. And I think he's got eight bikes going at one time back there. Pretty much. Pretty much, That's yeah. Pretty and, it's, uh, and it's very funny because he's like, well, you know, you can put six more bikes in the back. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I would never do that to you, man. But we could actually now drive a motorcycle down the tunnel mm -hmm. at 35 miles an hour and do a donut in the back and drive back out again. Mm -hmm. Which we haven't been able to do for a very long time. I have to admit, like within a week, when you took us back, yeah. even after a week of getting here, he was on a mission to clean out that back oh, yeah. area, man. And he has. And if anyone has a chance, go to our men's room, the shop bathroom. Oh, I because saw it. the shop bathroom was legendarily horrible. Mm -hmm. Not the customer's bathroom, no, no. but the employee's bathroom. The middle one between the yeah. one that's not being used at all. That's 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 the chrome room now. Oh, okay. And now I remember at the old Pride of Cleveland, it was like that fucking thing would get, and I would clean it a lot yeah, of times. And it's like, dude, I'd wait and I'd wait, and nobody else would clean. And it was like, oh, fine, I can't. I did the same thing, man. When I was, briefly. I'm like, I'm like, I shouldn't have to clean the fucking shitter, but <laughs> yeah. And yeah, but if you're blowing it up, you might want to handle it. <laughs> True enough. I mean, we have an industrial size fan just for him. <laughs> hey, there you go. There you go. Well, well I was actually the one who replaced pressure. the toilets, and I like the dual flush one. Yeah. It actually has two mechanisms in it. Two buttons. So there's the bottom. Oh, yeah. But it also has a swirler to get those splatters Ooh. off around it. Does it have the multi, like you can do a pee flush or a poop flush? No, it's one oh. flush fires off both <laughs> barrels. You were asking what kind of topic you we're looking for this evening you have found it it's the it's the it's the moto advanced plumbing podcast uh, we've spoken extensively about bidets <laughs> and all kinds of well, stuff no, like that's that. the thing he said uh, he texted me right after he realized the bathroom had been clean and he's like man not only will i poop in here i think i'm gonna get a bidet for it yeah I, i'm seriously i'm seriously <laughs> contemplating <laughs> bidet action because that so that to me is the that is the definition of an elaborate or an involved society is when you have a bidet. I mean, an evolved society. Yeah, that is the definition of an evolved society. Is when you uh, when you can poop and and have that wonderful warm water 
cleaning your butt. A- like your anus. It should be like a car wash. Yeah. You well, just take your pants off and you walk through it. Well, that if it tells you how much room we were looking for, you're there. I'm in the room. I'm in there, and I'll enter this. The door open. Well, the door between the rooms, not the door. The bathroom open. I hear the squeak, 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 squeak. Hey, is there anybody in there? I'm like, yeah, I'm in here. Okay, and I open up the door. GS160 right in front of the door. <laughs> so of course I put it right in the middle. Of the so, door yeah, the Tom figured out. <laughs> Tom figured out the intention as soon as there he. There's one more space. He came out of the shitter and there's a GS1 or 160 parked right there. <laughs> And uh, and I thought that was great because like, and then oh, yeah. uh, when they cleaned the bathroom, they hung artwork back there too. So there's, it's actually a little bit of an art studio now. So now you got a magazine rack. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, actually not yet. <laughs> well, I guess we could put it on the GS. Right, that's true. Uh, but it's it is. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly believe in the idea of the bathroom is now kind of a cool place to be. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And we put a bar in some mood lighting. <laughs> Can I give a, a shout out for episode 412? Because I love Volkswagen 412s. 412s. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, there we go. Now that's the car I learned to drive on. Oh, you did? Or drive with, or whatever. Yeah, that that's was, cool. I never could figure out a Volkswagen Z pattern. Never. Really? I, I, I have never figured I, out. I always liked when you looked at the ashtray yeah. and it has the Z pattern yeah. on the ashtray. Yeah. Because that was one of my first cars, yeah. was a 66 Beetle. And I got the 66 Beetle, and the, uh, the dashboard has the Z pattern on it. And at first, I thought it was like just some quirky German ultra stylized thing. Like, right. oh, that's oh, sexy. It's an ampersand, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I've, at first, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. They put some little stylized, yeah. cool Teutonic shit on there. Show me with your hand the Z pattern shift. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Oh. It's like wax on, wax no, off. It, it, yeah. It literally, it was, yeah. I could never find second gear. <laughs> I could not. I drove it, <laughs> the first Beetle I ever drove, I drove it around the block. It's, in like, the first year. it's like a like a rotated. It's a lazy. H. It's, it's a, a lazy H. Yeah, it's a it's a lazy H. If you're a cowboy, it's a lazy H. Okay. That's all it is. And if you drive it like a lazy H, and you know if you've ever driven three on the tree or something, you'll have no problem with that. But for people that are just straight up fucking new, and if you were in your mom's Dodge Omni four speed, and you're driving that around, yep. and then I put you in my '66 Beetle. You did not ever get second gear. Oh, no. 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 Because instead of second being straight down, which is what everybody does, you know, mm-hmm. second straight down, mm-hmm. it's not. It's kind of where fourth should be. Yeah. And it's just kind of a, huh. Well, they, I swear to God, they did it so you wouldn't hit your knee. And my... <laughs> it is the Germans. It is the Germans. The Germans. And my argument to that, because you don't want to hit your knee... Yeah is my 66 had a shifter extension that was just 290 degrees. So it was a letter S basically. And so it moved your handle over and to the right two and a half inches, depending on how you set it up. So this way you definitely weren't going to hit your knee. And my dad said that that was an option they had at the Volkswagen dealer for fat Americans. And my dad was a person that met that criteria. And uh, so he said, he goes, when you would, when he went to the VW dealer, my dad was driving a Nash Metropolitan, Hmm. smaller than a Volkswagen Beetle inside. Mm -hmm. And he went there and the guy at the VW dealership was like, well, we have this thing (laughs) that you put on the shifter 
so that your shifter isn't stabbing you in the knee. And my dad was like, you know, that's six foot four, right? Mm. Over, um, over 400 pounds. Wow. And uh, so my dad was like, I don't, I don't, I don't need that. <laughs> but my dad didn't buy a Volkswagen Beetle because oh. he had a Nash, a Nash Metropolitan. Gotcha. So when 78 came around, he fixed them and bought a Dodge Omni. Mm. My no dad issue. was not good at buying good cars. With the Volkswagen motor. Yes, it did. Yeah, that was the VW motor, the 1.3 or 1.6. You know what yeah. shifts really poorly Yeah, is uh, BMW 2002s with worn-out bushings. You might as well, you can do this. You can, it's, like stir, it's like stirring a cake because you don't know where it's going to land. It's like you might as well just like slap it and see which gear it's going to land in. Like rowing an oar through a box of coconuts. Yeah, it's just like... Mm-hmm. Well, so to... to Go back to the story that Steve walked in after. We were all kind of recovering from it. At 6.05, we were still probably had 10 or 11 bikes to uncrate. The store was very much closed. The parking lot was fucking jammed. Tom couldn't get his car out. Um, I had all the trucks there, and we were busting down wood and busting down cardboard and filling trucks, and we had a system going. Mm -hmm. But it was very clear to anybody that would drive by that you were not welcome to pull your car into my eight-car parking lot. Mm -hmm. That was not an option. So this fuck knuckle pulls in a Audi uh, convertible, a white Audi convertible with a giant four inch diameter FOP star where his front license plate should be. But since he's not going to have a front license plate because he's a former police officer, he just has a giant fucking FOP star. And on the back of his car, he has his vanity license plate that says Max's. And it has a four-inch FOP star on the back so that you can't read the license plate. He's obscuring his own license plate. Mm. There's this thing about dichotomies of law enforcement. We talk about law enforcement officers that don't believe that the world, the rules apply to them. And that if they want to block two or three of the letters on their license plate, well, if you did that and tried to drive down the street past a traffic camera, you'd get a ticket, of course. But if it's an FOP star blocking two of the letters right, I'm not in New Orleans anymore. on your license plate, well then, okay, that's all right, right. Right. So anyway, so he pulls into what's like the apron of my driveway and I'm like, hey, we're closed and we're unloading stuff and we're working really hard. I and know. it's just me and the badger out there. Yep. And uh, I said, we're closed. He gets out of his car and he's like, well, I'm just going to go in and look around. <laughs> yeah. And if you've ever known me, that is, that is now you have my attention. But it's by appointment only. And I said, we're closed, and it's by appointment only. Right. So you definitely don't have an appointment to be here after hours. Right. Oh, well, you worked on my bike last year. I just want to go in and look around. You know me. You know, since you moved out of the mentor shop, I don't get a chance to see you ever. I said, we're literally closed. Right. And we have six bikes inside the door. You can't walk around in there. The bikes are where they're not supposed to be, so you can't walk around in there. And Renee said, there's nobody in there, so you can't walk around in there. Right. And he said, well, I'm just going to go in and have a look around. <laughs> I said, you're not. I said, and your car is right where we need to be moving the bikes to get them in a row to put into the building. So he kind of harumphs a little bit, <laughs> and he gets in his car, and he drives down the sidewalk and puts his two wheels on his car onto my neighbor's lawn. And he has the car literally on the sidewalk. And it hasn't been raining for two weeks or snowing. Snowing. Or any other kind of like soft grassing kind of thing. So now he blocks the only way a pedestrian can get in front of mine or my neighbor's store. Mm-hmm. And he gets out of the car. 
And I'm like, what do you... And I told Renee when he pulled out, I thought he was just going to drive out. I thought he was going to drive out via the sidewalk. Right. Again, and I told Renee, I was like, there's a cop move for you. Instead of backing out the way you came in, you're going to make your own road. Right. And you're going to drive over the plastic straps I got cut and sitting on the sidewalk. You're going to drive over all those and just drive out the sidewalk in front of my neighbor's business. In Oberlin, they drive over curbs and tear out oil pans. Yeah. When they make their own roads. If he would have driven over our curb and damaged his Audi, we would still be having fun with me out there right now. Okay. I would, I would be, we would be having a celebration around a leaky Audi. Okay. Because I love to watch an asshole get their comeuppance. He comes back. He comes back. We're doing the podcast on the car. On the car. Yeah. Yeah. We're recording live. From the hood of an idiot's Audi, yeah. We'd be having a crackle cast. We would be <laughs> Bring that barrel over here. We'd be shaming him. So he doesn't drive out. He parks the car and gets out of it like he's going to go in the store. I said, what are you doing? Yeah. And he says, I'm going in the store. And I said, you're not going in the store. We've told you you're not going in the store. Right. Now you're parked on the sidewalk with your tires on my neighbor's lawn? And it's the the ground is softer than Jello at this yeah. point, so he's dug in right, turfing my neighbor's lawn. Right, and I said, "You've got to be fucking kidding me, man!" And he says, "It's no big deal." And I said, "It's a huge deal." I said, "I can't have the Cleveland Police Department driving by here thinking that I condone that behavior if I don't leave my vehicles on the sidewalk in the seven years we've been here." Right. I'm damn sure not going to let you do it when we're closed and you're not shopping here <laughs> and you don't have an appointment. Right. So move your car. I don't have to move shit. Oh, dude. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> what a oh, dick. No, no. I, I, and he, I said, and he said, I'm a cop. And I said, you're not a cop. I'm a retired police officer. And I said, well, so am I. And I said... <laughs> And the fact that you're on the sidewalk with your giant FOP shields is sending a message to everybody who goes by that cops don't play by the rules. Mm -hmm. Now, we got something happening in Cleveland, East Cleveland oh, yeah. right now, hey, yeah. where 16 cops are all getting fired because they didn't play by the rules. Mm -hmm. And it's corruption. It's everything else. So if you see a police vehicle, a, a police-owned vehicle, on a pseudo. Pseudo. pseudo, right, <laughs> on the sidewalk with his tires on the lawn, mm -hmm. that, that sends a bad image. And it's also somebody who's like around my shop. Yeah. So well, we definitely don't want that. And think, if he's retired, like, you know, maybe he's from that old school where he just, that's the way they operated. Oh, that's the way he operates. Right. The rules don't apply to him. Yeah. Right. So I said, look, dude, we're closed. You're not coming in. You don't have an appointment. And you damn sure can't park on my sidewalk. I'll park wherever the fuck I want. Okay. And I said, no, you won't. I've asked you to leave. You are now trespassing. I think you understand what that means. Mm -hmm. Well, I was a cop. I said, I was a cop. And I would never act that way. And he says, oh, really? Well, what the fuck kind of cop are you? And I said, a decorated oh. one. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, and a military veteran. I was a veteran. I'm a veteran too. And I was like, so now you're making two things look bad. <laughs> so he didn't like that. And I said, well, very simply, I said, just get in your car and drive away. You, I don't have to do shit. Well, you don't have to do anything. But the fact that we're talking about it and the fact that you won't leave, pretend there's a mirror right here between us. How do you look right now? Right? Uh, that was and he goes, 
I, you, Mr. Fucking smart guy over there. And I said, well, no, you're at my property. You're, you're at my place now. And you've totally disrespected everything I've asked you to do. I could have said we're closed and you could have said, okay. Yeah. Sorry. You could have said, okay. Or you know what? Oh, I need an appointment. I'll call you and I'll pop in and see you next week. Sorry, I didn't know, man. Because I have worked on his bike four or five times, Mm. right? Okay, that's fine. I can afford to lose him as a customer. I can afford to lose all of his friends as customers. But I don't think they'll leave. So when he refused to leave, I said, you know what? I said, this is actually a perfect opportunity. I grabbed my phone and I threw it on video. And I just said, because the picture of this the Audi, <laughs> already kind of an asshole's car. Convertible. Convertible. Yeah. It should be, should was be the top in, down? In an LTD. No, the top was up. Okay. Oh, in the middle of this weather? This is perfect. Cotton. I know. I figured, I, for some reason, I imagined the top down. I know a little bit about Audis. That top doesn't work. Uh, okay. <laughs> I know a little about 15-year-old Audis. Yeah, the right? one motor's burned out, so it that top. itself, and then it doesn't ever. <laughs> the lady across the t- street of me for, takes perfect care of her TT. The top doesn't work. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So this 15-year-old shitbox is definitely not working. Yeah. Anyway, so I got, and I started shooting video. When I started shooting video, he was like, I got a video, the whole deal. And I said, man, you know. And uh, I said, I said, hey, did you ever give anybody a, when you were a cop, you said, you told me you were a cop. I know he was a cop out in Chesterland, which is, you know, pretty, pretty, you know, easy duty, right? Uh, yeah. I said, did you ever give anybody a parking ticket? He didn't like that question. <laughs> and, and he didn't answer it. And I said, Renee, I said, I wonder if you ever gave, did you ever give somebody a parking ticket? And I said, because think about that. If you ever gave anyone a parking ticket, you're a hypocrite. <laughs> right? Yeah. And he got in the car and he's, <laughs> fuck you, man. And he, I, you can see it in the video. I had to jump back strong to keep him from running over my legs. Wow. He went out lit on fire. And, and again, had I not moved, I would have been under that car. So I, again, we have it on video. And I attempted- am going to publicly shame him. Yeah, man, yeah. that's an well, attempted... Well, I know his name. And I'm never going to work on his FLTP again. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, you he, know he's... He, no, he doesn't. Oh. He has a Vespa that he bought used. Oh. Yeah, he's got a red Vespa so that he bought used. So Hey, he's just a fucking chode. <laughs> so the long and short of it is, I don't hate all cops. I really don't. I have a lot of cops I absolutely love. But if anybody wonders why it's so hard for them to find new police officers right now, why it's so goddamn hard to recruit new qualified police officers, young, intelligent people that want to be police officers, it's because of guys like this guy. And this guy is a walking, talking advertisement for why cops suck and why people have ACAB tattooed on their fucking hands. Right. You know? So that's all cops are bastards. What's, what's for, all cops are bastards. Oh. Or all cats are beautiful, depending on where you're from. Or all cops are bad or whatever. Whatever. All that same the album cover is all yeah. cops are bastards. So anyway. But see, you should never use definitives. Of course not. Well, of course not. <laughs> right. Sorry. Right. I, used, I said never. You should never <laughs> use, use definitives. definitives. <laughs> you should rarely use definitives. Grandpa Waters <laughs> used to say, the more inclined you are to make declarative statements, the more prone you are to look foolish in retrospect. And that was my grandfather who was a straight up paid cowboy. And that was the only big words he all knew in one sentence because he wasn't a big word kind of guy. He put it together. Well, but he had a tracheostomy. So yeah, yeah, the more. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was great. That was his riff. That was his riff. That was his closer. Yeah. Yeah. And then he'd usually punch you. (laughs) (laughs) Give you a quarter. (laughs) And then give you a quarter. Go get my cigarettes. (laughs) 
So, uh, but I did want to bring up totally on. But anyway, he what? left, and he did. He did provide me with an hour and a half of delightful oh, yeah. entertainment once he'd fucked off. Right. Because once he was gone, that's when the life lesson there is when you storm off in a huff. Then put yourself in the position of imagine you were still there invisible and you could hear what they were saying about you. <laughs> That's, I don't think he's ever Pretty had good. to reflect on anything in his life. I think That's you're probably right. That, like, dude, you're being an asshole. I'm going to go home. who you yeah, are or yeah. what you are, you're, you're being an ass. Something I can. An asshole. Yeah, go ahead. So uh, I went to uh, On the Edge to get some points yeah. for the new bike. Yeah. And I'm Wait waiting for the line. new bike. I went to get points for my new bike. <laughs> I'm going to let that one yeah. soak in for a wait, while. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> for, for my former coworker, Harris, please explain to the class what your new bike is. Oh, what we talked about last week, the 72 125S, but or CL125. So, you know, Dale's behind the counter. This guy's talked to him about, like, he's going on and on and on and on about, like, Mounting my tires for my Harley that I'm bringing up from Florida, blah, 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 blah. And, and Dale's eyes are like rolling in his head. He's like <sighs> looking around. It's like, yeah. I get right up there. I'm like, I ordered a set of points for the CB, you know, 125. 125, yeah. And I said, can you order, can you order an uh, extra set for my CB354? And he's like, sure. I'm like, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> I just walked out. Right. That was it. And. I'm- I'm here to conduct business. Right. right. I don't need to talk about. Right. <laughs> and again, you did walk into a modern motorcycle shop and order dinosaur parts. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> well, I assure you, if you would have brought the whole motorcycle in, they wouldn't have worked on it. Yeah. <laughs> They'll sell you the but, points. But you know what? His his showroom is actually kind of cool. It's very cool. He's yeah. got like yeah. it's a museum. Oh, yeah. And like half his showroom is a museum of every yep. like old. Where? What is it? On, on the, the edge. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have like. Super Cubs and S nineties and yeah. old Elsinore. That's no, super and, great. Yeah, I, yeah, it's a it's a nice shop. I mean, they're nice people. Yeah. They give you a good deal. So, yeah. and when they were in their old so. building, they had the bikes up high, so right. they had they that were, yeah, catwalk. The yeah, they had a catwalk along they, the wall. Where is this place? It's in Amherst. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. Okay. They used to have them up along the, the border, and it was fucking cool. Okay. I love that. Was, yeah, but that then really they cool. were in this really weird postmodern quirky building. And they, they, it wasn't big enough for them. They never heated it. <laughs> they never put heat to it in the winter, so no, you go in there and you're fucking that, that sounds and oddly like, familiar. Yeah. <laughs> no, because no, it was such a huge... Tom's going to have a third-degree sunburn on top of his head because you know how those infrared heaters are in the back of the shop. Oh, yeah. Man, they have two speeds. You know, fucking Hiroshima and off. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I so. thought you were to say Auschwitz and off. <laughs> no, oh. no. <laughs> no, I went the other way. <laughs> so, so are you, are you trying to give me an idea what to do with that Stella? No, I'm gonna. Here's what I wanted to bring this up. You guys may remember us talking to our friend Dan Davis. Dan Davis is one of the directors at the Crawford Auto Museum. Yeah. Uh, Crawford. I'm sorry. Let me do it right. The Crawford Auto and Aviation Museum, mm. and. So last week we had our, our uh, gala benefit for the Moto Go pro- program at uh, Skidmark, and Dan Kromke was there, and we got to. It was fucking cool. I mean, it, that was a good event. It I didn't win the Harley though. I know you didn't. Win I, the I was. I was upset. Yeah. It's okay, man. You know what? Everybody's a winner. You donated to a very good I cause. Know, that's what I was 
It was Dan. Did you have a good time at that thing? I had a great time. I mean, the the food was really good. The, yeah, the beer was excellent. The beer was excellent. Great music. Uh, and they had CB three fifties just scattered around, <laughs> <laughs> and you could just walk up and start them. You get a three. You get well. A that's. I mean, that is that is the essence of Moto Go. Yeah. The essence of Moto Go is we're going to say that the Honda CB three fifty G model, the, the parallel twin, yeah. is going to be the bike that we are going to train every student to do uh, maybe a motor, maybe do the entire bike, right? And then they have docents, they have helpers that are there and that they help these students do these projects. And so they got workbenches everywhere. So downstairs is your, um, it's, a, it's a motorcycle co-op. There's what, 20, there gotta be 20 lifts downstairs, 20, uh, what it wouldn't lifts, you know, you put the bike up on it. Rusted. Yeah. They're very cool though. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. they've got equal tools in all the setups, like yeah. equal tools in all the, the workstations. And it's pretty fucking genius, right? And you pay a membership fee to be there. And just like most health clubs, some people pay and never show up. Mm -hmm. Some people are there, right? First week of January. And right. never pay. And, <laughs> you know, they, yeah, Brian's a pretty good job of getting the money out of them. But right. And and sometimes people abandon stuff there. You'll have that, right? And ten millimeters do go missing. Right. right? But I mean, even if you're even if you're an experienced mechanic, mm -hmm. they also have the big machines that you don't have. Yes, they do. So occasionally, if you have a big right. project, yes. he's totally fine with you doing a month. Yeah. If you just have to come and yeah. rock something out. Right. And there's right. welders there because mm -hmm. Lincoln sponsors them. So there's not just shitty welders that I have here. They've got brand new perfect TIGs, brand new perfect everything. Metal brakes. They everything. have a, a yeah. lathe. They yeah. have, I mean, all this, like I said. Like do they have an English wheel? They do have an yeah. English wheel. They do. Absolutely. And they also have a hammer. Mm -hmm. So they also have a big body, a uh, big mechanical body hammer. It's good for making the blood squirt out of your fingers. Right. Uh, <laughs> but they got them all, man. Yeah. So Every third hit, it actually bends. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes a beautiful noise. Uh, but So uh, we saw Dan there, and everybody else, it was hilarious because Renee was with me. And Renee was like, we know that guy. We know that guy. We know that guy. I'm like, Renee, this is a motorcycle event in a town where we've had a shop for 22 years. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Every single human in this building has been in our shop at one point or another. They probably went, nothing in here for me and left. Mm -hmm. But still, we met them. We saw them. I thought it was a great event. And they did a hell of a thing. Our friend Jackie Van Ham was there. Um, it was just cool. Did you get the fancy black and white pictures taken? No, I didn't get any photos. We did. And man, they came out good. Uh, very, very cool uh, he's Mark Adams is the guy that showed up three or four years ago on a BMW motorcycle riding across America. His bike broke down and we told him, we were like, well, if you need a place to work on your bike, go to Skidmark and, and have your parts drop shipped there where you can work on it at your leisure. And he never left and he's been there ever since. And so now he's there and he's kind of like their house photographer. And I'm telling you, he oh, shoots nice beautiful yeah, pictures, nice right? Picture. He shoots really, really, really cool pictures. And uh, he's just a very, very nice guy. And the way he was doing it was so clever because he's... Him? No, Mark is, that's Dave Nolan in the picture. Uh, that's our buddy with one leg. Is that digital or, or? He shoots on very fancy digital. But when he's done shooting six or seven pictures of you, 
Then he has you walk up to his computer and just type in your email address. So like, you don't have to wait for it to render or whatever. He just sends them to you. And he does. He just immediately shoots it off to you. And it's so fucking cool. And he just does a beautiful, I mean, he does a beautiful, beautiful job. It's got to be like 30 megapixels at least. It's amazing. So, I mean, whatever it is. And he's knocking them out quick. The grain, yeah. there's like nothing. That, yeah. There was no delay either. I mean, there was, it was, you just walked up and got your picture taken and then boom, he put in your email address. Now he's probably signing you up for all kinds of, you know, porn or something, but right. I, only if you're okay. lucky, only if you're, okay. so yeah, but we had a really, really good time. It was a lot of fun and, uh, got to make fun of each other. So that's very cool stuff, but that was a cool event. So I was very happy to participate in that. And, uh, Moto Go goes a long way because again, teaching kids how to work on motorcycles is essential. Uh, because there ain't no more shop class anymore, and home ec is a thing of the past. I got a meeting next week mm-hmm. uh, with one of my bigger bosses. I'm trying to present something to them for MotoGo. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. I mean, it is very fun. Oh, cool. I mean, it is cool because like shop class doesn't exist in a lot no. of places. See, that's why they need man camp. <laughs> well, we <laughs> talked about that for a long time. If you know what, if I were retire out of this job, one of the things I would love to do is I would love to do man camp. I would love to have there be like a man card. And just that's what we would do for for 10 days. We would just you're not allowed to shave. <laughs> there's drinking. There's eating meat. And we're Chopping teaching you wood. And we're teaching you important now, shit. Now, now, this is not gender, not gender specific, by the way. No, 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 we don't. Man can't. Yeah, I discriminate. No, we're not going to make the women. We're not going to make the women shave. Yeah. No, they don't have to shave either. Same thing. Yeah, same thing. No, I don't uh, want them to shave. Yeah. But, yeah, it was fucking great. This is a very cool, very cool thing. Just I, like the 70s. Well, what I will tell you about MotoGo is the vast majority of people that were there working on bikes, the vast majority of people that were there as students were female. Yeah. I by far. That. Excellent. And that's fucking cool. So, yeah, let, let my next mechanic, you know, our shop monkey, be a, a, a lady shop monkey because well, that's, your last lady hey, shop monkey was awesome. She yeah. was fucking fantastic. There's six Absolutely. Lifts back there, no waiting. Yeah, <laughs> six lifts, no waiting. Oh, well, that was super cool. Anyway. I mean, uh, I think if you could totally rebuild a CB350, take it apart, put it back together, that's pretty good. That's okay. That pretty much covers everything up to about, what, 92? I think that when I hired, um, when I hired, maybe it was Johnny Chrome. <clears throat> I think that one of the things we said was, like, there's a CB350 over there. <laughs> Go fix it. <laughs> and, you know, you got to have a basic. That was the first bike that I fixed. Yeah. Was one we picked up. It was a beautiful CB350 from Mid-Ohio. Mm-hmm. It didn't have a title or something, but it was, per, you know, and yeah. just, here, get this running. Right. <laughs> Make this run. Yeah. And I really do think that if you can work on a CB350, you've got a basic fundamental knowledge of every motorcycle after that. So it's pretty that, fucking fantastic. The only thing you'd have to add to it is shim and bucket. Yeah, but that... That shit's bullshit anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree, but still. Yeah, no, I mean, like, and even the new, tri- even the brand new Triumphs went away from Shimon Bucket back to the old school screw in and nothing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, nothing can, post. You, yeah. Now that now that what ninety seven through two thousand eighteen Triumphs, you are all Shimon Bucket. Yeah. But the brand new new ones they had built in Thailand. Yeah. Those are old school. Self, I mean that idea, as you know, with the BMWs. The idea of being able to do your 10,000 mile or heavy maintenance, what somebody might call, and have it be a giggle. Like to have it be like, I'm not sure what I'm doing. Oh shit, it's in the owner's manual. 
<laughs> when they used to trust people to do things. Right. Well, you can fix the CV350 twin. Yeah. You can fix the brand new Royal Enfields. Yes, you can. Because they're almost exactly the same. And it's it's just a, yeah, but Field that concept, right, that concept is so, oh. so fun. Uh, Sleepy, yeah. would you tell me about the whole <laughs> scrum or scram or what the fuck is going on with that? So, well, there's two funny things. So... There, I, there's actually so oh, much. Wait, hold on. I've got to, I have to stop you because I did get halfway into the story. So our friend at oh, uh, our friend out. at thank you, sorry, squirrel. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> that's the first time in like fifty episodes that squirrel was brought up. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that, that was a fucking squirrel right there, buddy. Uh, so anyway, the reason I wanted to bring this up and the reason I'm bringing these images up uh, is. Our friend Dan Davis, uh, the director of the Crawford Auto and Aviation Museum, he is having a special display that is starting now. I thought you guys might like to hear about a new motorcycle art exhibit at the Crawford Auto and Aviation Museum. The exhibit, one of many exciting things happening this year as we celebrate the Crawford's 80th anniversary, features 13 5-foot by 7-foot paintings titled Motorcyclists of the 70s, hmm. done by Cleveland artist Shirley Alley Campbell. And she did these works from 1973 to 1981. These are old. Oh, wow. And the life-sized paintings depict the many ways that people use motorcycles all around the world. The paintings are on display at Crawford's 26,000 square foot lower gallery, which received aesthetic and infrastructure upgrades in 2022. It's beautiful. Thanks to generous funding from the state of Ohio. The lower gallery is now home to approximately 70 cars and motorcycles. These are vehicles that were never displayed before. They were hiding oh. in the back garages and stuff. And they brought them out, they cleaned them up, and they got them on display. Cool. So now when you go to the Crawford, you get the full upstairs experience with the airplane, the, the Thompson Air Races stuff, yep. all that crazy fucking, oh my God, that shit was insane. Mm -hmm. Flying super fast, 25 feet off the ground. But now you get the full basement. So they also do the street of shops. And the street of shops... Some of us might remember when we were kids, was a one-to-one -one life size replica of what a a literally a neighborhood street of storefronts would have looked like in the early nineteen hundreds around the time of the Model T. Yeah. And Tinkerbell. Yes, and Tinkerbell. That's exactly right. Yeah. So it's pretty fucking so that, cool. Those buildings were there forever, but they just yeah. they weren't using them. They before. weren't using them. They okay. had basically yeah. just stored stuff in front yeah, of them. Yeah, exactly. The basement became well what it would become. Yeah. An overflow room, right? And so that's fantastic. So that recreation of the eighteen uh, recreation of the eighteen nineties Main Street. Ah. Jesus Christ, things are going bonkers He's over there. Bothering. Uh, anyway, so that's a good thing. If you haven't been to the Crawford Auto and Aviation Museum, by golly, you should. Uh, so I thought that was cool. And so I wanted to feature that artwork because that artwork is just so badass. Yeah, that is I really mean it's cool. super cool, and I love the fact it's life size. So that's neat. You got a big Triumph twin back there. Like I said, and it's the sidecar really route. good too. Like, look at the detail. Oh, yeah. yeah, the detail's amazing. And yeah. this is also a preview of right. the Bandcamp stuff. Oh, Bandcamp, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. So, anyway, so this is a new display Very that they're doing nice. at the Crawford Auto Museum. So, we're really excited about that. Yeah, that's so, cool. Super cool, super fun. And I, again, I like that it's extraordinarily real life. There's nothing about it that's polished that is or shiny. Huge. Well, He's riding a street glide. I mean, he would be, wouldn't he? Uh, so anyhow, yeah, there you have it. Uh, so yeah, and there's a uh, there's a lady on a pink electric glide. How cool is that? Would you stop touching so, me? Yeah. So anyway, there you have it. So now I will defer back to Steve. Oh yeah, today, today was a busy, busy day in yeah. motorcycles. Yeah, today so, was a busy day in motorcycles. So first of all, 
Remember when we looked at the CB350 single yes. that's coming out? Yeah. And we all were kind of like, eh. But the H-ness version of it is insane. Yes. It's really good. Like, I want one now. Yeah. Like, it's good, good. And there's Well, it's actually- the Harley. I mean, that's, I'm sorry, the Highness. Is that what they say? Yeah, that's what it is. The Highness. Okay. So the the Highness or, or the H-ness, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, that's a badass. Like, look at this thing. Yeah. That thing well, is, yeah. He's okay. going to bring it up, I think. Yeah. It. It's, gonna, yeah, it's coming up. You don't have to print the Hang internet. in there, buddy. There it is. Yeah. Hang in there, buddy. We'll get you. Print it's gorgeous. Internet. It's fucking beautiful. It's just so adorable. And it is. It's a beautiful fucking motorcycle. Honda uh, listened. <laughs> I also like that in some motorcycle cultures, it's not called the CB350. It's called the GB350. Hmm. And I kind of dig that. I kind of like that, you know, as a GB fella. Well, that you know, that'd be interesting set of bodywork to throw on there. <laughs> I mean, same bike, just give it, you know, like, oh, let's put this tank, and you know what I mean. Right. You could make it. Yeah, I I really like it. Yeah, and I think it's beautiful, and I think it's uh, there's a lot going for it. Disc brakes front and rear, right? Uh, it's a, a just a beautiful parallel twin. It's fuel injected. I think it's uh, a single. single. It is a single. I thought yeah. that was a. I thought that was no. a parallel. Is it a single longer? Yeah, that's the only thing that kind of. Sucks. That's what would make it a perfect GB. Like yeah. GB it. Oh, you're right. Yeah, but okay. that would. That, you know, if that All was right. a, a twin, it would. You know, we'd have to have it. That's well, to it. you know what? Not that long ago, we had a podcast where we talked about well, Honda. Mecklefresh talked about mm. the bike he really, really wanted was the Honda XR150. Mm. But we said they weren't going to bring that over here. They are now. They are. Yeah. Yeah. So the bike that and we And it thought, is actually now, it is on their website. You yeah, can order you can one. Order it. It's yeah. yeah. So that changed in probably five weeks. Mm-hmm. We went from, we're not going to see this, to it's coming. XR150L. XR150L. So if that HNS can work its way over here, that's pretty fucking cool. And there's something about. They need that. to come out with the HNS Scrambler then. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> throw a high pipe on it. I mean, like, you know, I mean, what does that take? You know, to scramble it. You're, I mean, you're basically looking at the, at the <clears throat> result. We were talking about the CB350. This is right. literally what a CB350 yeah. should look like right now. It's a single. Now. Yeah, it's yeah. a single. Yeah. And you yeah. can already see people ripping off the turn signals, the mm-hmm. tail light, mm-hmm. and, the, and the and the seat, and turning it into a cafe razor. It's a handsome bike. Right. It's a real pretty bike. Now, I, you'd sell a fortune. You'd sell a million of them, and they would yeah. all be cafe racers by the end of the week. Sure, and and not mine. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And there's a great <laughs> argument for that about maybe just maybe we're tired enough of cafe. Mm-hmm. Maybe we don't have to cafe everything yeah, anymore. Scramble it. Yeah. They're just. I was like, oh, I don't you know. Put a do I cafe it or do I scrambler it? There's I a think, brat. Let's I think go with a brat. It'd be fucking weird and leave it alone. They just need to come out with every candy color that ever you know. Like all the candies, red and white, two tones, oh, yeah. gold, yeah, exactly. blue, red, yeah. candy the shit out of it. I well, I tried to reserve a CRF 150L. Oh, you did yesterday. You did. Oh, all so, sold. So it's a all CRF pre-sold. 150L, not an XLR. Wait a second. They're all pre-sold? They wouldn't well, the even take the deposit? Got, no, the three they got were already pre-sold. Wow. So there was no, and she said, we didn't know, we don't know what we're getting in, in the next shipment, which would be April. This was Pam? No. Uh, Barb? At, at, yeah, at, uh, on the edge. Oh, you didn't go to Sills? Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't sure. All right. So, no, so you can't get. So she said all three that they were going to get are all pre-sold. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's kind of what Honda's doing these days. I mean, not for nothing, but. I, but mean, I, tried, it, I tried to buy cure tickets earlier. It was the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was nice to see the Honda was cheaper. All right. I'm <laughs> going 60 bucks broke. at Blossom. To see the cure? Yeah. 60 bucks? They're already up to a buck 35. I was going to say, oh, yeah. 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 Well, anyway. So, yeah, GB, GB350H-ness, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty rad. And so. Right after that, I got blasted in the puss <laughs> with. The Harley 350 is out, and okay. it is being announced that the Chinese-built Harley Davidson 350 is available for purchase. Okay. And let me just say, the comment sections are amazing. <laughs> it is so good. Not my Harley. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, guys. So I know. I didn't think it looked that bad. I love it. I don't know. I don't think it looks bad. Dude, I, I want to get one, and then I want to I want to get, like, Harley Davidson everything. <laughs> <laughs> from head to toe yeah. and then just go to bike week on my little 350 it, it literally looks like a little XR 350 it's it does kinda, it's really kind of cool fly the Chinese flag off the back of it all. oh yeah well at chaps by their very nature are assless. All right, right. we have a song about that <laughs> uh, go to Adventure Rider so yeah, when is this supposed say. to come out is it is it going to make its way to America is this just, is that what the, the Harley it? it's out no the oh. CB 350 well, they're, the, the article I've read that, yeah. says that um, they're thinking about it now because they sold so many in India by the first week that it came out that they were they were blown away. Then they found out that a lot of the bikes that sold were actually gray market exported because people wanted them so bad. So now they're considering worldwide distribution. Okay. So now... I just don't understand how... You, I'm sorry. How you have a bike, why wouldn't you make it available to one of the biggest... You know, Probably just because well, they have to homogenize yeah, they, they it or They did. They made it available to India, which is the, the yeah, largest market I, in the world. Yes. But, they uh, built it there. Okay, but yeah. so ours isn't worth pursuing. John, just like your favorite motorcycle, the Honda Navi, mm. it makes sense in the Indian market, and they build it for the Indian market, in the Indian market. And that's where a 350cc single which Royal Enfield proved is the best way to sell a Royal Enfield for the Indian market in the Indian market. And we did have somebody bringing Royal Enfields into the United States and they didn't bring the three fifties over. They brought the five hundreds. Uh, so a bike that they sold very few of in India, the 500 Enfield, they sold nothing but here in America. So right? let's hope they left a little meat around that cylinder I was thinking, that's, I was like, so we can punch it out. Oh, GB350 means GB500 can't be far away, and yeah. GB means one cylinder. Yeah. Ah. At least a nice big hole in the case. So ah. I like that, because as we know, the GB500 is just an XL or XR350 mm-hmm. bottom end with a 500 jug on top of it. Mm-hmm. 350, 500. That has already been proven. <laughs> now, to answer everybody's question, it is homologation. Yep. It is NHTSA. Yep. DO, don't worry about DOT, but EPA. Yep. So you are going to, to bring a new motor family in, and because there are no single-cylinder 350s in the American market right now, they would have a better chance of putting a cbr motor in it a known motor a, a motor that's already american yeah. motor that is already nhtsa is already epa and is already uh homologated yeah the bike itself could do all that i mean it's fuel injected so it would be able to you know pass it would but that but would it's mean, all the paperwork and all the that would mean that honda would be around two million dollars <throat> to say okay is this going to work or is this going to be an sr400 
Because if it works, well done. If it's an SR400, Honda will not do that. Yamaha will do that. What's $2 billion? They probably wipe their ass on $2 million. But, you know, what's your break-even point? If you if you figure you make $1,000 each bike and you want to make your two, $2 million back, yeah. well, you've got to sell, at that point, like 20,000 bikes. The Reflex 200. Right. Reflex 200 is a perfect example. That's a perfect example. That they yeah. spent $2 million or whatever they spent whatever to get that into them. the country yeah. and nobody bought Nobody bought nobody it. Bought them, so. Nobody bought it. And that's why GB500s sat on dealerships' floors for four and five and six years after they brought them out because the bike was too expensive, because their break-even cost had to be reconciled. They had to get that money back. So anyway, not to go deep on that. We could be the one. We could be a gray market importer. Yeah. Yeah. Take a trip to India, buy 10 or 20 of them. <laughs> we buy a bunch of furniture. For off-road use only, boys. For off-road use only. For off-road use only, boys. Yep. And if you happen to have a Honda CB350 title at home, I wonder where you can get those. Mm. Uh, yeah. So just, yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Knock those, knock those fucking digits into the, <laughs> knock oh, the hammer no, out, no, hammer no. out your own VIN. BYOV. It's not like, yeah. uh, it's not like a uh, horror fraud sells a kit that actually has little tiny numbers. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to buy the <laughs> turn singles, speedometer, all that comes separately. Cause it's an off road bike. Right. It's for off road. But you can buy the kit right. and take right. it to your, right. get it inspected and make yeah. it a, so, and, and in fact, we're going to ship them to you with the wheels off. Yeah. CKD. Yep. So uh, complete knockdown. All right, guys. So <laughs> here we go. All right. Prepare to be demonetized. Yeah. Pre- prepare to piss some people off. Okay. <sighs> I'm just going to start by saying. It's so cute. Despite what anybody might say who was at Daytona. Paean to the gods of motorcycles. This motorcycle is not available for retail purchase. Why? Okay. I thought they just said it was available. Again, people that only... They are not Harley. (laughs) All right, guys. What they did was make Steve Cinch believe this motorcycle was available. How many articles can you have to be? Steve Cinch... Wasn't paying too close of attention. <laughs> All right. He, he heard the story he wanted to hear. The specifications as they beat to death in Daytona were, this bike is not available to the public. This bike is only available to Harley Davidson dealers for the rider program. Oh. Oh. So this is like the, the what is it, the Honda CD400S, I think was, the, was what they did? No, it's like the EV1. Like the EV1, well, they had know? they yeah. had a CD. I think it was the 400S where they only sold it to uh, like the like like the uh, Buell Blast. Nobody ever really wanted one, so they just gave it. So to so by the Harley by Davidson the equivalent is by, only selling it for street use uh, in the Chinese market. Hmm. Could you buy the tens and then buy the Harley Davidson's CEO said the X350 would not be sold to the public in North America. Are you telling me the best Harley ever built is not going to be sold in America? (laughs) I'm so disappointed. X350 is, of course, very similar. And I think I love this. I love this as being, hmm, I don't know if I'd call this journalism. I'd call this just hedging your fucking bets. CYA. The X350 is, of course, very similar to the QJ Motors QJ350. Very similar? (laughs) I mean, except for the stickers on the gas tank, I'd say it's 
100% similar. So, so it has the XR tail? Wow. Again, <laughs> this part was made to make it a Harley Davidson. The back part, the, the XR That's or where the XS, money is right there. The XS650 tail section. The money is right the there. The flat tracker tail section. And the <laughs> I'm not really a sportster shaped gas tank. Uh, but I can assure you, if you want to take a trip down to our, our hallway in here, the back way, yeah. we have a Benelli 302, <laughs> TNT 302S that is this exact same frame, this exact same shock absorber, and that exact same swing arm, and that exact same motor. In fact, it's the exact same fucking wheels. So well, if you would like one of these and you would like us to put Harley stickers on well, it, we will buy glass from the past. We will put all of the stuff on it. Oh, couldn't you just buy the tank and the tail section? This from, is what we're talking oh, about. Dude, we bike will have that available tomorrow. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 And who cares? Right. Yeah. Nobody who, cares except cares? it would be great to roll in with one of those. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Just to fuck with people. And that's what it's all about. <laughs> that is Just what it's about. Just to fuck out. with people. Uh, that they is fringe that is, and tassels and a get back <laughs> hanging off of it and every other possible Let's thing. just be completely fucking honest. It is <laughs> the price of admission, right? Mm-hmm. So you can go get as close as you can to being punched in the face <laughs> by a Harley Davidson devotee. Right. That's See, all it is. What you need to do is come out with, instead of stage one or two, mm-hmm. like stage left. <laughs> <laughs> so Why would I want to be punched by a dentist? That's also true. <laughs> because he's a weekend warrior, Tom. He bought his tickets to Sturgis a year before Sturgis, oh. right? Yeah, he's a highly prepared. Wow, their Harley's better than Harley's Harley. No kidding. Now, hold on, guys, because this is where this is where it gets slippery. Okay. Because this is literally nah. where it gets fucking slippery. <laughs> now, I boy. want this to be the point oh, in the boy. future where I say, where somebody says, well, according to Cleveland Moto Podcast... Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put this up here right now. <laughs> Jay's like, oh, you're not going to make a Harley? We'll do that for you then. <laughs> we got All you, right. bro. We, we got have you, bro. got you right here. Okay. So if you want to look at the internet and you want to look at the X350, right, and, and see it at Daytona with its full stabilization anti-crashing kit, the big metal wings on the side. Mm. So when you dump the bike or lay it over, it doesn't break the expensive parts, which I have ridden the street 500 with all that anti-crashing kit on it. And it's a very dangerous bike to ride (laughs) when it, when you do decide to tip it over far enough that it starts to hit that big orange cage around the bike, it grabs that cage and the whole motorcycle snaps right around it. (laughs) And it's just like what would have been a very controlled, nice left turn Mm -hmm. turns into a pivot point yeah. and a trebuchet. <laughs> <laughs> I love trebuchet. And it is, and you're the business part of the trebuchet because the motorcycle stays right where it, you know, the big metal orange part yeah. picks the spot on the ground where it wants to stay for the rest of eternity mm-hmm. and you just get ejected. Ask me how I know. I think so, Cleveland Moto needs to make a trebuchet, a drivable, a rideable trebuchet. I think we need to have a concealed carry trebuchet. <laughs> they sell those they at ren fairs they shoot they, they literally will shoot you with uh marshmallows down the aisles oh we had that we had no, we adv yeah but that's just a catapult right well yeah i yeah, want yeah, a trebuchet yeah yeah, yeah yeah i want slings and levers and shit okay anyway anyway so if we can flash back to go back to when I was in Vegas at the AIM Expo, mm-hmm. and i'm standing in a booth and i'm talking to a guy wearing a hat that says qj motors because SSR is now no longer going to be distributing Benelli. Benelli and Keyway are going to do that on their own in a separate building. 
And QJ, which is the parent company of Benelli, we talked about this before, QJ is going to be doing their own thing with SSR as their U.S. distributor. And he pointed over to the motorcycle and he said, see that motorcycle right there? And I said, I see that motorcycle right there. And he goes, you know what that motorcycle is? And I said, well, that motorcycle is a very, very good copy of a Harley Sportster. And he said, it is. And I said, in fact, it's a very handsome Harley Davidson Sportster. <laughs> and he says, it is. And it has inverted forks, and he which says, makes it better than any it has, <laughs> And it has liquid cooling. And I Aww. said, it has liquid cooling. And he says, and it's a V-twin. And I said, it is. And he says, and it's a 300. And I said, well, now you won't ever sell one. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is true. What's a V-twin? It's oh, a v- so oh, yeah. Okay, Steve's going to buy four of them. Yeah. yeah. Hoffert's going to buy four of them because he just heard it was underpowered. Right. Okay. <laughs> no, I was looking at a, a, seven, a Honda VT750 RS. Which is amazing, but is a the right sized motor. Well, it's probably got as much horsepower as that. Uh, yeah. I mean, that thing's a dog. Those 750s are like, <laughs> think like John running 100. <laughs> You're going to talk about high run? <laughs> well, this motorcycle is oh, designed. Buddy, bring it in. This, bring it in, this motorcycle is advertised as 30, 30 horsepowers. At a spirited 9,000 RPM. And what? if anybody's ever had a V-twin at 9,000 RPM, you'll know that is barely hanging on. Why Why do I suddenly have images of the uh, Hyosung Aquila in the back? Of well, my- you could do the Hyosung Aquila. You could do the Kimco Vinox. Right. Right. There were plenty of moderately underpowered, yep. small displacement cruisers that came out in Year of Our Lord 2002. Yep. I'm the one that wants a Laser 6. Fuck you. <laughs> I had a guy call about one of those yesterday. I don't even want to talk about laser sixes right now. I want one. I had a guy call me yesterday. We had like a list of 19 parts he needs for a laser six because he's trying to put a leaf on 125 motor into it. Oh God. And I was like, well, one, it's a bike we don't sell. Two, you want to do something to it that's not going to work. And three, why the fuck would I want to try to find all these parts for you right. and put my DNA on this project that's going to fail? Alibaba is that way. Fuck it, dude. You know, if you want to just go fucking screw monkeys off in the corner of the zoo somewhere, don't get me involved. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's your I'm not, jam. Right? I'm not calling you about my I'm not calling you. I'm not getting you involved in this thing. You can go fuck that ostrich. Yeah, exactly. Allegedly. Take two of your friends. Might be a sick ostrich. But anyway, so he points over at this bike and he tells me, well, no, strike that. Let me start the sentence by telling, making him feel like I knew something cool because I like doing that. I like being cool. I like the guy has some information. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I saw, I saw, I saw that. I saw that. I saw that S three three fifty over there. He goes, yeah. And I said, so I heard Harley's gonna Harley's gonna be selling those. He goes, yeah. Well, not in this country. And I said, really? And he goes, no, no. He goes, they're not. He goes, but they're gonna be using our SRV three hundred in their Harley Davidson motorcycle training program. Bum, bum, bum. And I went, that's exactly not what I heard. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Right. Hey, we copied your bikes. And I I said, so that bike over there, just to make sure, because I've been drinking. It was like 11 a.m. And I said, that bike right over there, the beautiful, cool little, I wish I was a sportster. Mm -hmm. In fact, the only what a Honda Rebel should have been. Yeah. Right? Arguably. If the Honda Rebel looked like this, we wouldn't have wasted three or four podcasts talking about how much we hated the new Honda Rebel. Right. Right? But they're, oh, they're great little bikes. 
don't care. <laughs> Dude, that's designed like saying, by somebody who's never sat on a motorcycle before. To be fair, yes. Artistically, to be fair, looks like garbage. It looks like you cut apart three other motorcycles, put them together again. Peronis. So it looks like you the, took one and it, you bent it like this. If you drop that the bike has Peronis. If you drop the I beam on top of the new Cotty, <laughs> I get it. That's what you get. That bike. That bike has a nice personality. <laughs> but I don't like her. <laughs> oh. well, that is the entire. Do you remember how we talked? That is the entire NCC. Do you remember how we spent? An entire podcast talking about gas tanks that are wishing to emulate erect penises. <laughs> right? That bike has so many problems. I don't even understand how the designers did that. Again, this motorcycle's design is a hate crime. Look at, hideous. Look at, you know what's funny? If yeah. you look at the center, it looks like the Navi storage compartment is where the motor <laughs> has been placed inside there. So they have like eight different things going on. Okay. The the sins the design sins of this motorcycle are very very many. Fine, fine. What is it? The pull up the CTX. I don't want to because that we're not talking about that. We're talking about hate crimes. No, CTX is a hate crime too. You're not wrong. Okay, not like that. But my point being, my point being, I'm not that offended by that. Today, your job is to ride a 300. Will you be riding this 300? No. Or will you be riding this 300? Yep. The Honda. You know why? I'm not, I'm not about to believe what you say. Because I'm a mechanic and I fucking know better. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to tell you that that fucking lightly tie-built, mostly Chinese-built Honda is not going to give you the legendary Honda reliability. Look at the forks. Because Just, I work here. Yeah. And I see these bikes come in. Yeah. And the two words that we can't say anymore yeah. are guaranteed Honda reliability. That's true. We can't say That's that anymore. Not even on their good bikes. The new Africa Twins welds are shit. Yeah, and that's when they I moved can... the production out of Japan. And right. you wonder why I spend so much money on a BMW. <laughs> I've, I've heard the, the ones that... most reliable well, no, no, bike. No, not the new ones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> I Yamaha love BMWs, wins. but still, they're if not reliable. If you're going reliable. to that, Yamaha is always the most reliable bike look, on the look, list. Honda CBR I've 300. I've with 80,000 miles on it. Right. Know, and yeah. they don't have tubes. No. I'm all over that. Yeah, I have Honda CBR 300. Yep. It's got boring. Honda CBR 300R yep. crankshaft failure. Yep. Done. What percentage of the what percentage of the run did it affect? Oh, oh. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. So that's it. And when it does happen to you, which if you own a CBR 300, it will. Oh, so they used a KTM can, motor. Can you ride that bike home? No. No, you can't. No. And if you take it to your Honda dealer, how long till you get the bike back? Depends on who's working there. Depends on the dealer. Yeah, I'm not there. Is it catastrophic? You pick it up at the social social security <laughs> office. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I know from Chinese bikes? How does that look? Yeah. It looks pretty fucking bad, if you ask me. So no, this... Yeah, no, exactly right. what that is. So this is a bad situation. Well, this is a catastrophic failure. Look at that piston. Well, yeah, this is a, And this is a bike with like 1,200 miles on it. Okay? Jesus. So this is not... This this is flashbacks to the Ohio Sung 250 again, where every single one every of them single, failed. I can still yep. replace a Ohio Sung GT 250 motor in my sleep, and it's a guaranteed fail. Oh yeah, there is a 100 percent failure rate, right? So it's a so it's yeah. a genuine Stella. Yes, also true. Yeah, absolutely, also true. There true. are there are motorcycles that exist. John can tell you exactly about Royal Enfield's 500 UCE unit, the big solution to everything, the unit constructed engine. That had a 100% failure rate. Yeah, you don't have to tell me anything about Royal yeah. Enfield prior to the new build yeah. because they're all trash. They were trash. I got to spend a week in the wintertime 
<laughs> replacing second, third, and fourth gear yep. in five bikes that yep. were brand new out of the crate. And I do like the way that started with, we need to replace and gear. And by the time we got the email, oh they had already said whole stack. Oh, God. They tried replacing a gear on several of the bikes, and that didn't fix the problem. Anyway, anyway. so I do think that I do think that if somebody comes to me and says your Honda, your new Honda Rebel 300 yeah. is going to be demonstrably better quality or more reliability than the QJ SRV 300, I would say until we have 7,000 miles on each bike, I'm not going to be listening too hard to you <laughs> because we do know that we have people that have put a shit ton of miles on those 302 Benelli 302s. Okay. We have people that have put a shit ton of miles on those Benelli 502s. We'll be the judge of that. Exactly. That's we'll be the judge of that. So, the G, the right. G400. Also true. Is a, a right. well-built bike. It's a very well-built bike. And and there are plenty of Chinese You might bikes. figure that out if you ever pick yours up and ride it. <laughs> oh. So anyway, back to the story that we care about. Wait, wait. So the wait, fella. Wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. Let's just say one thing right here. Mm -hmm. If you would pick that one up, we'd have space for one more bike. Ah, uh, that's true. You want that's me to true. Get, I'll get it tomorrow if you want me to. All right, to. that's cool. Throw it in the back of my daughter's new Mini that she's probably going to wreck tomorrow. <laughs> I don't think Tom's prepped it yet. Uh, Steve can come in and prep himself if he wants. There you go. Uh, but anyway, you don't have to. But here's the point. But I'm the still guy for the laser. <laughs> I don't think they'll ship me one. Fine, fine. Uh, if they'll send me one of these and let me destroy it, let's go. Dude, that's right. you know what? That's brilliant. Okay. All the stores are moving to self-checkout. You can just do self-prep out. Self-prep <laughs> out. You know how much time that would save me? Oh, yeah. And also, I had a fellow recently that, that bought a... a been, or a SSR 110. Yeah. And he did. He did the, he cardinal sin. He's like, well, I don't want to pay you guys to build it. I said, oh, my friend. Oh, my <laughs> friend. <laughs> you don't want to pay me to build it? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to not charge you the $240 that we charge to build the bike. And if like, if one of us is building the bike, we've proven on video, it only takes us like four hours. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> and then we got to redo several parts oh, of yeah. it. Because I don't think one of those Stupid bikes. Stupid plastics. <laughs> Damn it. My bike tequila. And John. Stupid tequila. How is it my fault that you couldn't build a bike? <laughs> no, if you, you haven't me, watched that video, watch that you video. You made me kick it so many times they fell we, over. We, you unplugged it and it started thank the first God, That was the Thank tequila. God that we did that build. Because that build was a moment of genius. Yeah, it was good. And it never got bad. <laughs> Even though we sucked at building bikes. But, <laughs> but. Long story short, the guy did. The guy built the bike himself. Nice. But he called me last week, and I have no idea who he is because when you when you buy a bike from me that way, I don't get to know you very much. Right. It's just bring the cash in. There's the crate. Go take it out of here. Do you need me to lift it up and put it in the back of your Escalade? No problem. <laughs> you know, off he fucks. So he called, and he's like, "Yeah, well, so this bike it won't start, and it's making a weird clankety 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 noise." And I said, "Really." And he goes, yeah, man, so uh, what's the warranty on this? I said, well, it's 30 days parts only. I said, but you, for, you forewent the warranty when you didn't let me build it. Right. I said, so I didn't build it. So it's on you, baby. And he goes, so you're not going to do anything for me? Mm -hmm. Nope. What have you done for me? Did you add oil to it? Well, who, <laughs> again, I don't care. 
I honestly don't care. So if you'd like me to fix it, I do have a shop. We do have a mechanic. Bring it in, and we'll be happy to fix it. But I want to know, so like after building like a lot of those, yeah, you don't fuck with the motor. No. You don't really do much nah. to the motor. Nah. The hardest thing is just getting the battery to fit underneath that bullshit, and that's pretty <laughs> Well, much the 110 it. has no battery. Oh, this it's was, the 110. This is an SSR 110. Oh, I thought, you, I thought you were talking about 135. No, this is almost the same bike that you guys put together in your competition. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Right. No, no, no. So you know there's like 96 ways you can fuck that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he figured out one of those ways he could fuck it up, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or he just never put any oil in it or whatever. I don't know, yeah. but I don't care. Do they right. come with no oil? They come with a full fucking crankcase full of oil. It's breaking. I mean, you want to get it out of there after like an hour. It's or two called or shipping oil. And, he's, yeah, and, he's, and it basically yeah. is Crisco. Yeah. And he also has, I mean, who knows how long he's had it? Right. Who knows how many times it's been falling over? Who, right. who knows how long it's been laying on its side? We've seen these things come in where the engine hanger bolts, the motor hanger bolts are just gone. And it's there's a little tag on there. If you look over there, it says, make sure to tighten and torque these mm-hmm. engine hanger bolts occasionally. I think I forgot to do that. Even though they're nylocks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Nick's bike that I've yeah. been riding out at the property yeah. is it's getting loose. It's getting sloppy. Well, after you know Hay- yeah. or Haley rode it all down, it was like <laughs> oh Haley's riding like, Nick's bike. Oh, she was down at Mid Ohio. Two hundred hot laps of the fucking barrel racing. I mean, granted, Haley's a delicate flower, but just the same. 300 hot laps is three hundred hot laps. Bikes are surprised. They have the so much torque. Yeah, the SR one twenty five. I love those bikes. Me too. Me too. Okay, so here's the deal. So the fella who is in charge of SSR, to some degree, is telling me that despite the photographs, and I I will remind you, there are photographs of this particular motorcycle, the the X350 from Hurley-Davidson, there are videos and photographs of this vehicle at Daytona, right? At Daytona with the orange Harley Davidson crash guards mounted to it, right? And these, this thing is happening. This is a real thing. I, it's not vaporware. It's not this might exist. It's such a good looking little bike, too, man. Like, it's I adorable. Like it. yeah. Well, this is. Now, how much is, does that run? No, uh, 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 doesn't matter. You can't buy it. No, the SR, whatever, the 300. Version. The SRV. Oh, oh the SRV 300. Well, the SRV is uh, $53.99 for the V twin which is more money than Honda Rebel, which I told the guys at QJ that they were smoking the good shit, right? Because it is. It's too much money. Now, the bike that they turned into the Harley-Davidson, or closest we can get to it, is a little different. That's about, you know, it's about five grand. Uh, anyway, but you'll, you'll notice that's a 400cc, not a 350. But it is the same frame and everything underneath. Yeah. So it's the same bike. Anyway, but here's the point. So even though in a video taken at Daytona at an honest to God, real Harley Davidson dealership that exists, right? Black widow, Harley Davidson in Clearwater, Florida, right? Um, Barracuda motorcycles. (laughs) Even though this video exists, I listened to a guy tell me that, that this is not true, but I'm watching the video. Right. But the man said to me with a very high degree of conviction that Harley Davidson would in fact be using the SRV 300 in its rider training program. And the reason I'm talking about this, as opposed to just saying he was wrong, 
and he wanted to promote the vehicle he's selling as somehow being associated with Harley Davidson to the point where he told me that he saw the ones that were black with an orange stripe down the side. And he goes, that's the one I want in our market. And they were like, they won't do it. It's too much of a Harley Davidson. They know, they know they'll get sued. He even had a story for that. But the reason I think that this bike might actually be the bike that Harley Davidson is using and that they're only using the X350 as a stopgap is to have something to show at Daytona. Mm. And the reason for that is motorcycle training motorcycles have to have a very low seat height. Yeah. Honda Rebels. The hot, the Harley Davidson Street 500, yep. low fucking seat height, and here's what I can tell you about the QJ GN250, the GN250. What I can tell you about the Harley Davidson X350, aka the QJ350, aka the Benelli, is it doesn't have a low seat height. Mm. It just doesn't. It's not a low seat height kind of bike. So it's not kind of the perfect bike to teach somebody who's five foot four how to ride on. And for that, you do kind of need a cruiser. Having a flat tracker would work for your tall customers, mm -hmm. but isn't going to work well for your five foot four customers. And if your goal is, because remember, when we're doing the MSF course, that training is ultimately free. Mm -hmm. But if you do it at the Harley dealer, that training is at least 350 bucks. Wow. Okay. Uh, but you get a bandana with it. No, you get a <laughs> three hour sales program. <laughs> you well, do. Three hour sales. Yeah. <laughs> if you learn how to ride. This 350cc Chinese motorcycle. Yeah. We can sell you a super ultra glide on 72 months, yeah. which is 1800ccs, and we'll do a million miles an hour. The new rider so, courses are mostly, they're $399. So Harley Davidson charges $399. But as a person, Steve, that, that's enough that pays attention to that kind of thing. I'm going to tell you that before you ever sit on that motorcycle, you're going to take a walk through the accessories department. Oh, yeah. What kind of helmet you got? You should buy one of these. What kind of gloves you got? You should buy these. What kind of motorcycle you got? Sportster 883 Ooh. right over there. Right. What's yeah. the date of that helmet? Yeah, exactly. No, 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 right. no, no. no. Yeah. If it's more than two years old, they have to get rid of it because. Yeah. Well, you got to get one with last a maximum income. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I actually worked for the lady who was a chrome specialist at Harley-Davidson oh, yeah. Las Vegas. Like, that was her job, was once yep. they sold you the bike, yep. they turned you over to her. Yep. CS department. <laughs> to determine how much chrome you got on your new bike. Mm -hmm. And she made a fortune. She, like, that was, her, that was her thing. And how they get away with spending more time tra training you to be a Harley customer than being a motorcycle rider <laughs> is... This thing I'm going to pull up so you guys can read it because this is actually from their website, which blew me away when I found out about it. They make Harley pull-ups. <laughs> I think I'm just going to go smoke a cigarette while you guys talk about this. I, it All really, right. I did. So, no, so no, here we go. That's what the cigar I gave you. You have to complete. You have to complete the on, the online e-course. No more than 30 days prior to the first class session. So that's your fundamentals. That's your basics. That's the stuff that the state, the MSF, is saying you need to know. What colors do you need to wear when riding? You're doing, and by the way, that course is fucking free. That, that, that information is free. But they're saying after you have secured your class reservation, which means you paid your $399, you got to participate in the E-class, which they do. They do charge $19.95 for that. Okay? 
So in addition to your $399, you're going to pay $19.95 to take the real MSF course. <laughs> the one that actually asks you the questions you have to prove you know the answers to, right. to get your endorsement. Okay. Then you have to arrive 15 minutes prior to the start of any class section. Tardiness may result in dismissal from the course and forfeiture of class fee. You have to arrive completely prepared for the class, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You have to provide your own personal safety gear. I am going to assure you from every single one of my customers that has taken this course, it is in the Harley world, that $300 course is a three-day program. And it is seven hours day one. It is, what is that? That's eight hours day two. And it's five hours day three, right? Wow. The regular MSF course doesn't need to be that long. Mm -hmm. And because they're taking a lot of time to market to you, they're taking a lot of time for your $399 to market you into Harley Davidson. And I don't think that's great. But again, it's not right either. Well, it's not right. But again, as long as somebody's willing to pay it, right. is Harley wrong? And MSF instructors who can go and work at Tri C make the exact same amount of money going to work for Harley Davidson because they're still MSF instructors. And their amount of time with the students is exactly the same, despite the Harley-Davidson course taking more hours, because part of that Harley-Davidson course is marketing. Okay, so I know to become an MSF instructor, you have to take the course, right. and then you have to take whatever training, and then mm -hmm. you become an MSF instructor. Right. Can you do that and then go freelance? Yes. Well, I mean, like you are- Like a driving are, school? Like, yes. Yeah, yeah of so course. I mean, have your own- That's what I'm saying, like a driving school. school. Yeah. yeah. I mean, can you do that and then-, yeah. then Oh, yeah. And then, no, and you do. I mean, if you're an MSF instructor and you've decided you want to walk down that path, Anna Lee did it. Uh, Anna Lee, by the way, uh, Anna, Anna Lee works at uh, Remax, and uh, she, Anna Lee Rinskoff, look her up if you're buying a house because fuck it, I did, and it was the easiest thing ever. And she uses rolling papers as her business cards, so that's pretty cool. Did she do commercial? What's that? That's my new commercial. That's our our. That was my sponsorship of this episode. Was for Anna Lee. No, uh, no, not commercial. Uh, but I mean, does she do commercial? Property? Oh, does she do commercial properties? I don't know. Why I need not? a bunker. <laughs> take a pack of papers. Uh, give her a call. There you go. No, I, I I'll take a pack of papers as long as Cinch put something in those papers for me. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> Um, I think he'll load it up for you. I have a, a sponsor later. Remind me. Right. Okay. All right. Cool. Okay. So I mean, I could I could become an MSF instructor and then go freelance yes. and then advertise for my own courses and do this like bring your own bike. Well, no. What you'll do is you'll you'll work within the MSF system because you want to have customers, right? Right. You want to have people there, so you will work with any accredited MSF course. So you could be at Polaris Career Center, you could be at Tri C, you could be at Harley Davidson. You'll bounce around because you want to get paid. Well, what I'm saying is right. i want to have my own like like i want to go to some parking lot and like <laughs> teach people who because i'm in mean, the book the classes right. are always booked yeah oh, of course so you cool. go down to the metro parks and say hey can i use your boat parking lot you know this spring when there's nobody in there to teach an msf yep. course? can you can you imagine mm -hmm. steve um when you see a, a sign that says 25 miles an hour your your best is stayed at about 10 Got a if question for you. I do not drive that slowly. <laughs> hey, I think if you're going to do that, if you're going to do that, would you would you think you might have to have some insurance for that? You would. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I carry like four million for my <laughs> stupid business. Oh yeah. shit! So yeah. I'm a yeah. I'm a I'm definitely a I'm definitely a guy that 
that that pays some insurance. Mm-hmm. And I would never want to say the word training. No. In this building. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, was that people kicking like, up? I mean people will tell me like, hey, so will you train me how to ride my new bike? Nope. Absolutely <laughs> no. not. In fact, we're gonna walk right up to the close we're gonna walk right up to the edge of training. And I'm going to blue ball you like a son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, you are going to have the bluest balls ever. You're going to be like, I'm about to get some training here. This is called edging, kids. We are edging. We are so <laughs> edging. We are on the danger edge, edge, yep. edging of training. And I tell people all the time, they're like, oh, so do you do training? Nope. Yep. I'm not going to let you trick me. I am not going to let you trick me. Nope. No fucking dice, baby. Not even a little bit. So, yeah. Anyway, that's the way it works. We have a training club. <laughs> so you know if the basic riders course is two sessions and the harley davidson one is three sessions and they're longer right so that's that tells you that that extra money you're spending at harley davidson isn't necessarily worth you know what you're paying for it it I, depends I, do they tell right. you how to tie a bandana they do they do teach that's, you how to tie a bandana, and they do perfect. teach you how to use a get-back whip. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's that's advanced class, right? Like that. So, But it's true. I did, you know, Proper I did Proper place in a blue line matter stickers and <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. That's not Harley, though, is yeah. it? Then they do eagle math. Yeah. You <laughs> have to do eagle math. Because too eagle small eagle eagles. Math. 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 Eagle math. You need to have math. Math. M-A-T-H. M-E-C-H? Yes. M-E-T-H. So, like, your bike can only have equivalent of 40 eagles okay? oh wait 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 i yeah. thought it, i thought we said skulls no no eagles screaming eagles, eagles. What okay about proper eagles. Yeah. all right tell me well placement have have, so all right. All right. two small eagles equals one big one. Oh, one big eagle. so like yeah and then if you have like so if say you have like, an eagle on your gas tank right or on your front fairing right that's that's that's, that's like 40 <laughs> small eagles yeah right, right what right, about right, a right. tattooed eagle that's not the bike. That's on not your on the back. Bike. No, no, it's on you. Right. It's on you. Like, okay. If you do your arms like this, though, right. flap his wings. But no, but to your point, there, there is no limit to skulls. That's well, right. skulls is more a better. More better the, is better. Now, now, as, no, there's a rule with the skulls. Yes, the more skulls you have, skulls on your property, okay. your motorcycle or your clothing. Oh, okay. Is directly relatable to the number of prison prison penises you want in your butt <laughs> so God. if you got seven skulls on your motorcycle mm-hmm. that's seven nights at joliet <laughs> right so so as somebody who used to work for a big dog dealer yeah exactly there were bikes that were oh all just skulls. they were all skulls. all skulls it was all skulls all skulls <laughs> we had a guy brought his bike into us to work on his bike oh, harley davidson who oh, said he had 2,500 skulls oh God. on his bike. Yeah. And the guy that painted it for him. Was that Danzig? <laughs> Under your formula, then that would be the perfect bike for Steve. For Steve. It's just 2,500 skulls. No longer have any Average dick, about six inches. That's really about miles and miles of dick. miles of cock, right? <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. Dude, right. You'd, have, you'd have like a five foot long prolapsed anus just oh, sitting there. Oh, he already like does, a, dude. We were talking does. about OnlyFans. How do you know about my fucking prolapsed anus? Only what do you think fans? the blood Did on the know? floor at work was all about? That wasn't me. It was a Did blueberry. you not know about the OnlyFans? Oh, he splurted once again. <laughs> all right, ladies. We broke gentlemen. him. Broke right. him. He's broken. All right. <laughs> Okay, That's it. so moving right along. <laughs> moving right along. It's the Buell. It's let's talk about Buell. Oh, oh. you know back. what, dude? It's growing on me, man. It, it this looks like they bolted new shit onto well, the they, old bike. They keep trying to build the Ulysses. That's what it is. Yeah. Like, so you can convert this motorcycle 
from the touring bike that it is Does Hero still to own a track bike in what? less than one hour. Really? That's dude, what the, they said. Dude, the people in the CR, CR1150, the, the guys that race the CR1150s, they're amazing guys. Well, again, but so anyway, here we go. Here we go. It's got all the pony powers. It's got, well, this is an interesting thing because this, you know, so if you were at Daytona or you watch, you know, media or anything else, new Buell Super Touring has got a whole lot of traction right now. I mean, a whole lot of fucking traction. Not just touring. Super Touring. Super Touring. Well, do you know why it's What makes it super? called Super Touring? Because it's got about 180 hearspurs. Hearspurs. That's a lot of hearspurs. You know what, though? Uber touring. They might be onto something because they kind of gave it the adventure bike thing. But 90% of people that buy adventure bikes, me and Steve included, don't really ride off-road that much. I don't. Yeah. I ride on gravel or, like, yeah, service roads. Right, occasionally. But I'm saying, like, that kind of a thing. This makes sense, man. You can take your shit with you. It's like an ST1200. Yeah. But, like, a little more adventure. 1300? Whatever we're at now. 1100? 1150? I don't know. What's ST? The Honda. 1300. Yeah. Is that what they don't make now? it anymore. Not anymore? What were you saying, Phil? It's okay. Something about a Buell. So, anyway. Uh, I like the 1100 is better. Though. So, <laughs> you guys might remember that, you know. Okay, the Honda so we, Pacific Coast. We all know Honda Buell, right? We all knew what Buells were. That right. It all was pretty fucking clear to us, right? Mm-hmm. And then Harley Davidson kind of had enough of Buell. Mm-hmm. It wasn't working out so well. And they parted ways. It was working fine. Harley just builds garbage and sells garbage to people who like garbage. They just well, there's a lot of people that love their bikes. So they yeah. get mileage out of them. Yeah. I mean, Harley no, Bob, don't. Harley, how many miles does Harley Bob puts on his bike? He rides the shit out of that thing. Yeah, I don't know. You know, he put a lot of miles on the first five years, um, but I don't think he's been riding as much as he okay. did. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> so this company um, didn't buy Buell motorcycle company oh they didn't in fact did they buy the name they did okay they did and that's a little trickier uh go ahead can i ask what if they were to buy buell was there actually a buell motorcycle company to buy i mean like there wasn't they were okay. okay. So, so, uh, so this so is where like an Indian kind of thing, like the, the original Indian kind of thing, where they Eric Buell after Harley got rid of him went to, into deal with Hero, and then the Hero deal collapsed, and they went back to is that with a G. No, no, Hero H E R O. Oh, it was Indian Indian company. <laughs> I thought it was G Y R O. No, 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 not gyro like the like the sandwich. Euro. Euro. But Hero, and then it, that collapsed, so they went back and built like hand-built bikes in Milwaukee, but they were all like race bikes, the CR1125 or whatever it was. But then they went in the receivership, right? Yeah. So. And then. No, but didn't Indian do the same kind of thing when they just bought the name and they started putting like S&S motors <laughs> in that first like, yeah. generation? Yeah, of, yeah. yeah that's, generation that's, about the, that's about the big dog era where yeah. I was at, yeah. Yep. So, uh, so anyway. <laughs> so, look at... So, Liquid. Eric Buell Racing happened after Harley Davidson said, we don't want to do the Buell thing anymore. So Eric fucked off, and Eric started his own project called Eric Buell Racing. 
EBR. And uh, EBR was doing some Rotax-powered sport bikes. Yep. Pretty fucking cool. Oh, yeah. And uh, EBR Racing was predominantly focused on racing motorcycles, right? That's kind of what they were, were focusing on. And EBR Performance, EBR Racing, it didn't just, they, they weren't just a Buell aficionados. They were kind of all over the place. But EBR Racing was definitely the company that was running on the name Eric Buell. Yep. Didn't they have like a fire sale at the end of the company? Absolutely. We're going to get to that. But that's not. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. I so when you see the horse there. and you see the horse and you see Hero and all that stuff. Yep. So uh, Buell Motorcycle Company, which went away, EBR started up in 2009. Harley Davidson never, ever got rid of the name Buell. They still owned the name Buell. In fact, so much so that Harley, that Buell, Eric Buell, couldn't use the fucking name for the motorcycles he designed. That's typical. So he had to create EBR with the big horse on the side, Pegasus on the side. It's all cool, right? And he does that. And he he does the Buell 1125. And, and honestly, pretty fucking cool. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then Hero Motors shows up in 2013. And does what they do. And Eric agrees to sell 49.2% of the company <laughs> yep. for $25 million. Let's keep that number in our head real quick. Okay. And so that happens. And EBR will now distribute hero motorcycles and scooters in the United States starting in the year of 2014. The astute of you will remember that that never happened. Yep. If you listen to this podcast, you may notice <clears throat> that at no point could you buy a hero motorcycle. At no point could you buy a hero scooter, which yeah, means... They were kind of cool, though. Some of them were pretty cool. They're pretty cool, but which means all of that was what they call smoke. And mirrors? Just smoke. They are... They no are mirrors? There's a smoke are, screen. They are right next to my Mahindra Appalachian. Exactly. Because that 2009 creation of EBR Racing... And that 2013 check that he cashed for $25 million only moved the ball down the road almost two years when he filed for receivership receivership with $20 million goddamn dollars of liabilities. Wait, I'm sorry. Which Did you? you just cash a check for $25 <laughs> million from the Indians that nut feather? Mm-hmm. Okay. And he was underwater 20 million? And he was underwater 20 million after catching a check for 25 million. Was that he personal was, money or was that to the company? That was what we call gone money. Gotcha. That's money that doesn't exist anymore. So the ink on the $25 million check is still basically wet. And two years later, thank you, thank you, Hero Motors, one of the largest yep. motorcycle companies in the world. Yep. Thank you for that investment in my technology which is what you buy yep. that's what harley davidson got when they bought that's what that's what bramo yep sold to polaris was the intellectual property who cares about the bikes you're buying the intellectual property who cares about live wires from mission motorcycles yep. you're buying the intellectual property okay 25 million goddamn dollars it's gone 
Now, you have $20 million of fucking liabilities. All right. How? Hold on. How? Hold Hang on. on. Hold on. on. A hero. A hero from New Jersey says he's going to step up. He's a metal fabricator, and he says he's going to step up and buy all of Buell's manufacturing assets at a $20 million loss for $2.25 million. Oh. Hero Motor Company pays an additional $2.8 million for Buell's consulting business. We call that good money after bad. <laughs> okay. If I can't sell you the bikes, would you like to invest in my, my pillow scheme over here? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Very enough. Very good. Now this happens. 130 people in Troy, Michigan. Gone. Unemployed. Fucked. Totally fucking fucked. All right. That's not a good day for them. So it doesn't happen. It fails. It fails miserably. It goes into what they call complete and utter fucking disarray. And a company whose name tells you everything you need to know about what they do for a living bought them. The name of the company that owns Buell right now is called Liquid Asset Partners. Oh. <laughs> Would you like to buy my new motorcycle? Do We're you, called Running It Alas Incorporated, right? Go ahead. Do they own Buell or do they own EBR? No, they don't own EBR. They don't own They EBR. bought the name Buell from Harley, Harley Davidson. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> so they actually get to use the word Buell. So they're Buell. like Blackcock. Like, what? yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Hey, investment. hey, do you want to start an argument? No, I'm just saying. No, 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 have no an wait, investment wait. company that Do you want to start an shit? argument? Let's wait for it. Hey, Phil. Yeah. Who owns the name Lambretta? Yeah, it's a clothing company, right? <laughs> All right. So anyway, but here's the thing, guys. This is important. Wait for the comments. Liquid Asset Partners is absolutely no stranger to this. Because some of their other top hits uh-huh. have been the liquidation of Indian motorcycles. The, the one before Polaris? Yeah, the ones with the uh with the SNS motors. Yeah. SNS motors. Exactly. Wow. Okay. So that's that's kind of a cool thing, right? So that, that shows that they have some history in the industry, as I like, I, like I, like, say. I like that their website literally looks like a flyer from nineteen eighty one. That's like a that that literally <laughs> This is a nineteen ninety two website. Yeah, I that, swear to God, but this is their website. I'm not making is this up. Netscape like basic website. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you, you go to if you look up liquid asset partners and you look up their list of accomplishments, good God. What their list of accomplishments are all bankruptcy based all of them are oh read this it is all bankruptcy based their pride and joy is when they take somebody's pride and joy and make it disappear remember kids greed is good so who owns this company liquid asset a fella i like how they have the seeing eye from the dollar bill up there as their logo (laughs) Well, the Illuminati is here. A little Illuminati goes a long way. Where are they based out of? So this company... My guess is Delaware. (laughs) It's pretty guaranteed. (laughs) No, they're they're actually... They're out of Grand Rapids. So here's... And this is why I want to to do this. The the CEO of the company's name is Bill Melvin. Okay? He's, He's the CEO of the company. Okay? And here's the thing about Bill 
Melvin. Bill Melvin is not here to sell you motorcycles. He's not here to keep Buell motorcycles alive and well. That's not what he's doing. You conjured up the name Big Dog. Yeah. Gravestone bought and paid for by Bill Melvin at Liquid Asset Partners. Um, Custom Chrome. Gravesite bought and paid for by Liquid Asset Partners. So you... You've got this great idea. You're going to build motorcycles. Great. We love it. You're going to put your heart and soul into it. Yes. I'm going to bankrupt myself. I'm going to put all of my money into buying and selling motorcycles. I'm going to build the best motorcycle ever. I'm going to do it. It's going to be made in America. It's going to be great. I'm going to go out of business in about four years and I'm going to have all the assets. I'm going to have lines. I'm going to have people. I'm going to have staff. I'm going to have parts coming out my ass. I'm going to owe everybody money. I'm going to have 20 million of my own money that I went and borrowed from everybody. Do you know who's going to end up with a mortgage to my house? Bill Melvin at Liquid Asset Partners. Here's He's buying the debt at like 10 cents on the dollar. Oh, yeah. One cent on the dollar or whatever it is. So This is the American dream. So why this kind of... <clears throat> why this hurt, I guess? Uh, <sighs> because I did five seconds when I saw this super touring which is of course at dayton daytona which people are like oh yeah 185 horsepower well meanwhile this is the motor that they've been using for 10 years it's still the same the same rotax motor right exactly it's the same thing the numbers are all exactly the same as they were a while ago right well here's a weird thing all right guys i'm on the website i'm going to go ahead and put this out i'm going to cast this to people so they can see it so they can see that i'm not making this up there it is. All right. You got it. MSRP for the 2025 Buell Super Touring. MSRP is estimated $22,000. That is a number that people go, oh, yeah, this seems good. Right? Okay. We're going to scroll down. It's got some great pictures. And so there's a phone number down there. You guys got a phone number? See the phone number? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh-oh. What do you think is going to happen when I call that phone number? I don't know. Probably not a lot. You're going to get Eric Buell on the line? This is a... I would be happy to get... <laughs> do, you, do you have a Ouija board? All right. Mr. Melvin? Welcome to Verizon Wireless. Your call cannot be completed as dialed. Please check the number and dial again. Announcement for... Welcome to Verizon Wireless. Your call cannot be completed as hmm. Oh, no Interesting. phones. Interesting. That the I phone mean, number that's on your fucking website does not come back. Now, Where does as, that address come up to? It comes up to Liquid Asset Partners oh, really? headquarters in Grand Rapids, I Michigan. Mean, I mean, oh, we're literally shit. sitting in a motorcycle dealership yeah. in Cleveland, Ohio. I tried to get in touch with them today at about noon. Which yeah. sells motorcycles. <laughs> and Which, would, which uh, would sell motorcycles. And uh, again, I did also, I thought... I thought, well, you know, maybe maybe there's something wrong with their phone system. I understand that happens. So I did a little digging, and it says if you'd like to place an order for a motorcycle, you can do a little different, and you can actually actually get in touch with um, one of their guys. Chris, I think his name is. Uh, but anyway, they have a different phone number, so I called the different phone number. Uh, that one nobody picked up on. I was able to leave a voicemail and made it very clear that I was interested in the product, and I have not yet received a phone call back. Uh, here's my point. We know that Buell had 130 employees. Mm-hmm. 
That's not 130 people. Nope. Okay. And that's not a motorcycle factory. In fact, what I see there is I see about three motorcycles in the background, including the one with the red, white, and blue stripes that, that they bring to all the events. And these two up here. Okay, the S, the SX and the uh, Thunderhead or whatever. I see a lot of paperwork like it's just stored like yeah, old companies so that he destroyed. Here's my problem. You guys, and, and right there on the website, they've got Eric Buell's racing motorcycle there. Yep. The Road Warrior, right? Well, the RW750. Well, well, let's let's point at something else too, because mm-hmm. you mentioned it earlier with mm-hmm. the VR. Mm-hmm. They also scroll back up. Yeah, they have the Pegasus. Yeah. So here's the thing: they have the Hammerhead 1190. They've got these bikes, yeah. and I went on their Facebook group to try to find. Okay, since I understand that the the Hammerhead is not yet available because it's a 2023. And I understand that their Super Cruiser is not available because they're saying that's going to be available in 2025. And as a motorcycle dealership in the city of Cleveland, Ohio, who sells motorcycles that would like to sell products. Well, you buy these direct and they deliver them through a thing called Bulevana. Oh, Bulevana. Yeah. Bulevana. They deliver them right to your door. They have a giant gumball machine yep. where the motorcycle right. comes out. Yep. And you you may remember we did talk about on our podcast, we did talk about the 2025 Buell Baja Dune Racer. We talked about this. Yeah, we we talked about a 185 horsepower Dune Racer. We talked about this a while ago. And all they've managed to do is successfully move the clock back saying, well, now it's going to be a 2025. Mm-hmm. The 1995 price tag is still on there. Oh, this is vaporware. Well, it's starting to feel like it, right? Yeah. Starting to feel like it. And it's starting to feel like they might have built one or two bikes based on, you know, their front end is the same front end they've been using for fucking ever. It's that inverted oh, radial disc oh, brake. they're holding out for Polaris. And the frame's the same and the motor's the same. I'll bet want, you can put a down payment on one. They though. just want Polaris to buy this thing. <laughs> yeah, just send us $3,000. Oh, yeah, we'll get on it. I I, I'll, I'll get you an address. We're here. Hold right, on one right. second. If, hey, we we'll send you a receipt so you'll have something. Right. I called. I, I, I did. If you need special financing or have any questions about our processes, nah. I called. I called Chris. I told you I called him. Left a voicemail. I have not heard back from Chris yet. So that's, that's Chris. Uh, so anyway... I don't know what's going on here, but I can tell you that, again, Daytona is not... When Top Gear has a list of the top five electric motorcycles that you can buy, and not one of them is purchasable. When somebody says, oh, well, you know, the Buell Super Touring is 185 horsepower. Don't change anything. It's nothing. Right. Don't Until you can buy it... And like I said, I don't really want to talk about vaporware. Right. And I especially don't walk, want to talk about a company that so says the word Buell on it, that they bought the name from Harley Davidson. supposed to go on there. And Eric Buell is in no way involved with this. Eric Buell's building electric motorcycles. But his name is on a product being handled in a way that I don't think he'd be happy about. Sure. Because I've had the opportunity to talk to him a few times. It does not seem to be kind of his thing. But it's also not EBR either. It's its own thing. And when I saw these super fans, the Buell super fans, that you know, when I'm cruising on my hammerhead, I'm dominating everything. On the highway, you can really feel the superior power. I love it. Jack D. So I was like, oh, well, Jack D got a bike, right? I chose my Buell 2022 hammerhead for performance, reliability, very stable cornering, but above all, because Buell is raw, in-your-face American muscle. 
<laughs> Can I check the address? <laughs> My God, sell me a sports drink right now. I know. I, I think vaporware should be somewhere in there. But I think Rotax is made in America now. I'm almost positive that it's part of the Polaris family of brands. Uh, I almost think it is. Uh, I think they are. I think Rotex. Not Austrian anymore? They are an Austrian company, but they're I believe a multinational they're multinational corporation. I believe Bombardier. I think, I think they're made in some sort of America, maybe Canada, Kanakistan. They could be. That's yeah, still North America. It's North America, but I am pretty sure that their the their relationship with Bombardier it, it is just as American as yeah. poutine. Oh, also true. Absolutely, but anyway, I, I'm not willing to say it's you know it's still made in Austria. Still like that. I'm going to say American is great. I love the whole yes, it's made in America thing, but I just don't think you can buy one right now. And when I went to the Facebook page of Buell Thunderbolt or Thunder, you know, uh, Hammerhead Owners, Thundercrap, Hunter Hammerhead <laughs> Owners, what I did find was uh, that it wasn't it wasn't full of happy people bragging about how much they love their motorcycles. It was people saying like. Like going to the Tesla Cybertruck page. It's a lot of people talking about motorcycles that they don't have yet. Right. Right. Or that, you know. That's an amazing truck that doesn't exist. Doesn't exist yet. You're going to do a shootout between oh, yeah. a truck that doesn't oh, exist yeah. and a motorcycle that doesn't exist. That, the Ford yeah. electric tr- F-150, yeah. like shootout, like the Cybertruck wins. Wins what? Yeah. Because so, Ford actually so, put this thing out. Well, yeah, yeah kind of. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. So this is what Liquid Asset Partners Farm does. Supply liquidator. Liquid Asset Partners liquidates everything. everything. Yeah, no kidding. So when you look at the Show Chrome accessories, when Parts Unlimited has discounted it as much as they can discount it, yeah. then Liquid Asset Partners goes in and grabs it. Uh, so that's what it is. So they're like vultures. They're vultures. They're actually no. They're the bacteria that comes in after the vultures leave, like that scrap of food yeah. left. It's pretty clear that's what they're that's what they're up to. So anyway, somebody's got to make money on this. It might yep. as well be them. Yep. Does that guy's does, what is that guy's name? Melvin. Melvin. Does he have a sickle? Like, <laughs> he, he might. He's the Grim Reaper. <laughs> he <laughs> might. Uh, I mean, this is Eric. You know, here that's Eric Buell. And how old is he now? Eric. Yeah. Mid sixties, probably. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sixties. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, not for nothing. I just don't think that Eric Buell is real happy to hear his name. On that stuff. Makes sense. And I imagine imagine if people come up to you and be like, yeah, man, that hammerhead. I'm so excited to ride that bike, man. I'm so happy I'm buying a Buell. I'm pretty sure Eric's not real thrilled right. about that. Right. Because yeah, that's kind of, that was his life. Right. And that's one of those ones where you get involved with Harley Davidson. Yep. You might end up selling electric bicycles. Uh, that's <laughs> just hate where you are. mail for John? Hate mail. My God, man. Oh, wait. Yeah, uh, we have not answered the, the mailbag. Okay, anyway. Turbo Seca Part 2, Maurice Berger. Oh, God. This is Steve's one man. This is Mr. Hoffert's one man cheering section. My f- hey, guys. My first that, favorite porn star. That Swiss Turbo Seca. <laughs> that first, that Swiss Turbo Seca dude again. The fuel pump is, in fact, an external unit, which I think we, yep. we okay. did agree on. Okay. That is located under. under Unter. 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 He, he did spell it right. Unter, the upper frame tube where it gets hot and real estate is small. So plastic is no good. It shouldn't have too high a pressure output or it'll overheat. But the flow rate needs to be high enough to keep up with the bike's drinking problem when you give it the beans. 
I haven't really found a replacement that seems to work. Neither have other weirdos with several turbos in their garage. Should have bought a 900, goddammit. Well, I mean, it's a turbo after all. However, the seller of the Would pump... Would you like re- to send the bike to uh, <laughs> the compound? <laughs> forward it to the compound <laughs> however the seller of the pump relisted the item for me to order it from switzerland shout out to recycles and divide colorado that happened before the episode aired in which you talked about my previous email so if my new old overpriced pump shouldn't work at least i know where to look anyway thanks for the advice and the airtime even though i'm not a patreon member i paypal'd you 20 bucks because why the <laughs> fuck not and he did he straight up paypal'd me awesome. 20 fucking dollars if it if it doesn't work let me know i'll find something so why yeah, can't he what just I do. use a he could use a car. That's what I think. I think we the, agreed. The, Since yeah, it's external, I mean, but you, it, it should be a rotary. It doesn't have to though. be I mean, there. Working for pulse. Summit, I think, you know, I think a non-pulse yeah, pump would be ton. better than right. a than a, like a rotary one, right? Right, like a gear pump. And that's that's the, that's the tricky bit. Is they're and like, the, oh no, we got to go with an and external. And there's nowhere else he can mount a fuel pump. I know, I know, I know bikes are tight, but I can put it where the hell I want. How much hose you got? Yeah, exactly right. That's what I was gonna say. Like, right. get it out of that heat, dude. That is right. exactly right. Yeah. I would put that fuel pump wherever the fuck. I put it in the freaking tail with a radiator. Yeah. I don't care. I strap it to the frame. Up, yeah. We set up cannonball bikes. Oh yeah, where we had a you know a beer barrel on the back of the fucking bike, right. And had a little tiny fuel pumper. Yep, yeah. going six feet of hose and it worked fine yeah. even on a fuel injected bike so yeah, yeah i'm not no, worried no, about no. that we're on this we're I, I think that's fair if, if that fails let us know right exactly yeah uh so that's all good the uh da, 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 da. oh if you got ads <laughs> if you were uh if you were on buzzsprout and you downloaded uh our podcast we decided that we were going to have some fun and that we were going to promote some other podcasts so pay, uh, Buzzsprout has this thing where it's like, if, if you have another podcast that you like or you think they're good people, you can give them a shout out and, and let them run their 15-second ad or something on your podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's the idea of like helping out other people that do what we do. And it's minimal. I mean, it's, it, it earns us pennies. But the idea is, and I, I, it gave me 10 or 15 suggestions that they thought I would like. Mm. Oh, all right. So I want you fine. to promote ghost. What was the name of it? What's the, what is that podcast called? No, I'm going to get, yeah. They, they did. It's they called, did. Uh, they did throw guys you a, riding scooters while looking for ghosts and bars. So, like this is, this is not a bad idea. Uh, fuck. Uh, chasing ghosts on, on scooters, scooters in, in bars. bars. That's the podcast. Now, the thing that I'm not sure sure of, though, is I'm not sure if they've posted an episode recently. Oh, they have. They, they said have? that they're going to have another season. Look. Oh, they did? Look. Okay, all right. The last- now has a Great Dane. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who has an Ford Econoline. Yeah, they got fresh. They got fresh. They got like, episodes. now we're going to have to get drunk in his Ford Econoline with your dog and chase yeah. ghosts. Sure. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, this is, they, so yeah, they got 58 episodes. So that's cool. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. That so anyway, that cute. is Chasing Ghosts. That's so Chasing cute. ghosts on scooters in bars. I just like the fact that they talk about the food. You know, well, they talk about the food. They talk Holy about the crap. Yeah. Can I chase a ghost on a scooter drunk off my ass like inside the bar? No, no, they won't do that. Damn it. But they do they do talk to the staff. And no, they do no, get the staff no. to if do I an cannot, on-air read. If I can't ride the scooter in the bar while yeah. drunk chasing a chasing a ghost, I don't want to do it. Right. Well, that's just band camp. Right. So yeah. 
I mean, and, the, and it's BYO Ghost. So <laughs> it's really, nobody cares about that. But uh, so anyway, yeah, that was the thing. So anyway, if you are a podcast listener and you were listening via Buzzsprout and you got a weird ad, uh, that's because the initial bait of the bait and switch was, we're going to let you pick it. And then I picked it. So I picked it for a couple of episodes because I was like, oh, this is a cute podcast. This will be fun. This is another cute podcast. That'll be fun. If we turn our listeners or listener onto this fucking weirdo <laughs> podcast, it'll be cute. Yep. Well, what they don't tell you is that then they start picking them. Oh, yeah. And so they were they were running ads in our podcast. Hmm. Nah, it's not good. So I had to shut that down. Yeah. So if you did happen to get an ad in your podcast when you downloaded it off of Buzzsprout, I'm sorry about that, but I took care of it. I stabbed that motherfucker right in the heart. So it's it's done. It's dead. So you shouldn't be getting any fucking ads unless they're ads that we want to be there, right? Yeah. <laughs> right in the middle of your podcast, you're like, and that guy can go, and then it goes to like this lady like, do you enjoy yarn? Do you enjoy talking about yarn? <laughs> the knitters. <laughs> you know it had to be something terrible like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyway, that's kind of that's kind of the jam going on right now. Um, I do, and for a while the video was private. Now that was only private when it was uploading from you. Mm-hmm. It only stays private until YouTube promotes it. So sometimes when I put it up there, it's not even done rendering yet. It's not yeah. even being done uploaded through YouTube. So you guys that are quick on the trigger out there, you listeners that are like, I can't get enough click from Motor Podcast, settle down. Yeah. So if you click on the link and the video doesn't come up, chill. Yep. It's because it's still chooching. Yep. It's still chooching. It's shocking to me that people give a shit about this. It is. It is still amazing to me. Yeah. That people come back. Um, it makes very little sense to me, but here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the pri- our videos are never set for private. No. It's just because they're uploading. Right. Yeah, yeah that's no. that's the deal. So just hang in there and try well, again there later. There's one for a day. Like What's sometimes, that? Sometimes if it's uploaded before, yeah. like the day that yeah. we release it, but yeah. it's unlisted, so it shouldn't, no, they shouldn't I even know it's there. I put the link in. So uh, I, I pop the link in when I drop it to Facebook. Gotcha. So they have access to the link, and they're clicking on that link because it's on the Facebook thing. Right. And they're probably letting YouTube play in the background. Yeah, because usually, like, I'll yeah. send you the audio yeah. and I'll start uploading the video. Yeah. But because right. I live in BFE, it takes like a week. It takes a little time. Yeah, <laughs> it, it takes does a little take time, a little time to upload. Yeah. So, not yeah. to revisit the ghost thing, but yeah. Can we go to a, a bar and look for ghosts? No, I mean, you can. I'm not. Do you going think to. there's any ghosts? I think we should do that at Porco. Oh, there's 2527. There's got to be a ghost in there somewhere. There I'm has sure. to be the sewage but in the we, basement. We, right. we will drink ah. all night until we find a ghost at Porco. Until we see a ghost. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big believer in that. But uh, What, drinking all night until we find a ghost? Well, we just, a ghost? yeah, right. If we'll I see a if ghost, I see a ghost all night there. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's for real. Uh, that's about it. Anybody else got anything else? No. I so We covered quite a bit. We did cover quite a bit. Uh, I do want to shout out. I think we want to do... I think for DGR this year, I kind of, I kind of want to start at Skidmark. That'd be cool. We could do that, or end there. They got a bar. We can end. Can at I, Porco. My I, think, I like ending at Porco. That's good too. Do you know why I like ending at Porco? Well, you can't start at Porco. <laughs> <laughs> That's that is the fairest thing I've heard. John, have we started at Porco before? We had kegs and eggs. We did, yeah. We had ke- yeah. We started. That's at the, guy, the guy got hit though, right? Well, <laughs> Yes, it is. It is. Uh, we started at Porco with a giant paella. Yeah. Like a four foot diameter paella mm-hmm. and cocktails. 
yeah, at like 11 a.m. on a Sunday, and and he was ready for us. You need un beer I mean, before last the DGR, with the, not a Porco's cocktail. So last year with the DGR, it was like, Oscar and I just fast-forwarded right to Porco, right? <laughs> We're just, just like, let's go to Porco. We don't We're need to ride mini bikes in circles around Porco. Cleveland. Let's just go to Porco. Let's just go to Porco. We should have never left Porco. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, for one, miss Oscar very much. Yeah. I miss Oscar every day. Oscar. Uh, we missed Oscar. If he's listening, which I'm sure he is. We yeah. miss you, Oscar. And uh, good luck to, no, safe journeys to Chris. Yeah. Morocco. Yeah, he's, yeah yep. he's, he's in Portugal right now yep. where they make cork. Uh, Ray, he's right. talking. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> hey, oh, I see you got a Ohio State sticker on that shirt that came out of a bale from the <laughs> Salvation Army. You ever been there? You know what? He, oh, wait. really? No, you know what he's seeing. He's like, wait a minute, Ohio State didn't win that year. <laughs> wait, wait. The true story. My son Tristan went to. <laughs> wait, wait. I can do the a pretty good Christmas. Ohio State that is a really yeah, good the, Christmas. The... <laughs> yep. Um, no so, joke though that dude can like anywhere you go oh, you yeah. meet somebody he makes, friends, ta- yeah. he makes friends anywhere you anywhere. go yeah. and people are all too happy they're all too happy to sit down I saw him the yeah. first time we ever went on a trip together riding motorcycles yeah. we went to Michigan to buy beer because right. that's what you do and we get to we, Stroh's the Stroh's uh, special yeah, edition yeah, yeah, yeah. special say, edition you didn't go to Michigan to buy good beer no. you went to Michigan to buy Stroh's yeah but it was a special edition Stroh's <laughs> it was good Stroh's yeah I don't care but <laughs> At the end of the day, it's like going to fucking Ukraine to buy bread. Chris said that the Chris said it would sell out instantly, so we left at five thirty, and then we got there at eight thirty because the place opened at nine, and so we waited. And the the nine o'clock shift came, and it was two girls that probably hadn't gone to bed yet. No, so they were pretty surly. They didn't want to be at work, and they couldn't believe that two idiots dressed in a lot of fluorescent yellow were waiting to get inside the bar or inside the store. The store. And so and, they finally rode motorcycles. And rode motorcycles from Cleveland. So we get in there to and buy Strohs. And the girl is literally like, "What do you want?" Yeah. And Smith was just like, "Well, what I'd like is to have a smile out of you." And next thing you know, man, these oh. girls are like, they're best friends oh, with yeah. them. They're hanging out. They're yeah. giving us free booze. Everything was insane. And I'm like, "Where did this come from?" Because here he doesn't talk much, but you get him out there, and the motherfucker talks to everybody. It's crazy. And all I have to say to that is. Woof! <laughs> <laughs> got a joke? Got a joke? <laughs> I think I, I think we I think we pulled him into the the first Motoguzzi rally I took him to. Mm-hmm. We ridden there and we'd stopped at a Mexican restaurant on the way, the place I like to stop, uh, going through you know Zanesville and stuff. And it's a cool little Mexican restaurant. And we rolled in there, and it's you know we're pretty thirsty by the time we get down there. Sure. And so you order you know do the whole thing, and I mean within fucking five minutes. Chris is like, see, I suppose this is the kind of place then that has margaritas. <laughs> no, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I heard this was a dry county. <laughs> no, Chris. And then I just realized he's just winding up the staff. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, I used to be a server for a long time. And none of that was entertaining. <laughs> right. Ever. But yet, it's working. Yeah, he always gets it. And he ends up getting a little typhoon, a little vortex of staff around us. Mm -hmm. And they're all just eating him up. And he's like flirting with the help and like the whole deal. And I was like, he's making this work. It's it's paying off. (laughs) Yeah. And the guy's like, the guy shows up and he's like, hey, I want you to try this special pitcher of margaritas I make. This is a new recipe I'm trying out. 
we left that place fucked (laughs) and we hadn't been to the rally yet. This was like we said, this was one o'clock on the way to the rally right? where we were going to drink a bunch of liquor. In a dry county. Was this before or after Chris's tequila crush? (laughs) <laughs> this was after yeah. this is like a eulogy for Chris I mean he's still alive guys <laughs> so yeah but I mean just, I, I think we all know he's probably not coming back from this trip oh, I know. <laughs> well that's why he's chasing, chasing the ghosts of his family I around a, Morocco I put a note on the camera I lent him in it and said Pete please bring this home even if Smith doesn't come back <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's how oh, it works god around bless here you, Chris. you know yeah, yeah. Well, we, we'll all divide up his gear. It'll be fine. <laughs> I just wanted to see the footage. I'm like, God, what killed him? <laughs> the only man stamped to death by a camel <laughs> in a very, very long time. Watch out, they spit. Hey, that's that's. I, I'm digging it. So I, I'm very happy that he's taking the tour. It's pretty rad. Yeah. Uh, anybody else got anything else? Nah. No, let's wind no this bitch up. Mail? What's that? No more hate mail? No, no, I really, I, if there we was We deleted good, all the good stuff. If there was good hate mail, I would have read it. But honestly, I think our guys are just slacking. I, 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 I got to wind them up a little bit. Here. What's that? We need more hate mail. Right. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'll go, I'll go back through and I'll, I'll bring some out that I put away. <laughs> There's some of the stuff I, I don't want to, look, sometimes if somebody sends me something that's, Objectionable. They don't like you. John does get his share. John gets his share of callouts because he says he likes hate mail. Right. Right. So sometimes people write some shit that's intended to to wind John up. Right. But in the same token, the words have to come out of my mouth. And sometimes I don't necessarily want to be the podcast that only talks about having sex with animals. (laughs) Okay. You know, that has a niche. So there you go. Right. And so sometimes, but also sometimes it's a it's a listener that's just trying to, you know, be heard on the podcast. So that's fine. I don't want to lean into that. So that's fine. But there are six motherfuckers, <laughs> I might add. Renee told me today. Uh-oh. We have six people, savages, inmates, whatever you want to call them. We have six people that have decided that they want to be on this podcast interesting enough okay. that they're willing to spend 20 goddamn dollars a month to do it so and and they actually get two passes i just had a brilliant idea yeah boy we could use a couple of sures <laughs> that, that, is, that earns you that earns you a whole podcast with us in oh, person yeah, yeah, yeah. what do you think Ooh, that's interesting. Because Chris came when he brought him. He yeah, came. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And then, you know what's funny? And we do have to invite Chris back. We, yeah. I, I've texted him. Oh, you I, have? I have. Okay, cool. Just to see if he's all right. Right, make sure he's okay. Because yeah, right. I like Chris a lot. I do too, yeah. But, um, Chris Franklin. But if you noticed, he yeah. came the exact amount of mics. He did. He came <gasps> four podcasts. You know what? He's a very careful guy. Like, he doesn't want to overstay his welcome. Right. He's well, very careful but he was about always that. Welcome, right? But he's fucking wonderful. Yeah. He's, he's a great guy. He's got very good insight. He's very intelligent. Please come back. Please yeah. come back, Chris. This, this is a shout out to Chris Franklin. Get your and ass back here. He didn't say much, but when he did, it was usually pretty funny. It was very funny. <laughs> Plus, he let me ride his AK-550. It was awesome. Yeah. That is also yeah. true. Yeah. So we're coming to that season again where people yeah. will be but, dropping hey, by. Boy, a couple more shures, man. You yeah, that's make it. our life a little easier. <laughs> they do sound really nice. Yeah, no, yeah no. they do sound good. John the, should uh, get an unsure. 
Get an unsure microphone. That's 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 what they gave you. That's what that is. Again, that's you, you should get microphone. a freshly shorn. That's a that's a the Fisher Price microphone. That's it. Hey, all right. Uh, so on that, I think John should play us out. Bum 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 bum